Welcome to episode 50 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dan McGuinness, and joining me on the Midnight Meat Train is my co-host, Jennifer the Dream Warrior Strand. Every week we take one horror movie and we cut it to pieces with our internet words of flammamy. Just made that (laughs) word up. That's one of the words you will be expecting. I love it. Together, we are two people with a love of horror, but we do feel the burn of our obsolete blockbuster membership cards. Rest in peace. You can get a cream for that now. Oh, shit dicks. (laughs) Um, I just like to thank all of our listeners who support us over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and the YouTube. We love you, and we use this part as just a way of making everyone else know where we're from. Yeah. Even though they would be listening, so it's moot. Um, Shout out to the people who interact with us and help us out. And help us grow. So thank you to people like Julie Niccolo, Audio Blood. If, um, if you haven't get a chance, go check Audio Blood out. It's another podcast, and they um, they soundtracks. Want, yeah, they do soundtracks kind mm, of thing. Mm, um, that's my jam. I know, like horror soundtracks and stuff like that. Thank you to Dion Cracknell. Um, thank you to Bryn Phillips, and thank you to Adam Gillespie. That's some of the people that interact with us that did interact with us over this week. Mm. Let's move straight into our fun facts about ourselves. My fun fact is my wife made our engagement invitations that had the monster from the thing on them. Now, mm-hmm. I know that... So my wife made this completely independent from me. She didn't ask me or anything. And if anyone has seen the thing, there's like a part where there's these two faces that are mushed together, like merged in like agony. Yes. And she's put that on the wedding invitation. She's made it pink so, and it's kind of in a love heart shape. Mm-hmm. And then she's written in like, what are those things called? Like the little like uh, banners. Yeah. Like, and she's written together forever on there. This is perfect. Like I'm looking at it right now and we will be taking a photo and posting it, but this is Perfection. This is what wedding invitations should aspire to be. Exactly. This is why she is my wife. It's now. so cool. Yeah, right? Um, and yeah, and we got a lot of people who like didn't actually notice the thing's <laughs> face in there and we're like, wow, it's weird for Claire to do a stereotypical kind of girly yeah, and a, what is it? A um not anniversary, what's it called? A yeah, uh, engagement uh, yeah. invite. And we I'm like, did you look at it? It's full of horror. Yeah. It's it's cool horror. It's pink. It's gross. I love it. I know. Nothing says love like gross. I know. What have you been up to this week? Fun I fact saw wise? Mortal Kombat. Oh, Mortal the Kombat. Does yeah. it have like a throwback to that kind of music in it? Without any spoilers, because I haven't seen it and I want to see yes. it. Yes. It does have some good throwbacks. However. <laughs> However, yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not going to. Well, they know they released the soundtrack, uh, the theme song a while ago, so it's not a spoiler. Um, but yeah, it's is it tacky nineties techno? It's it's not, but there is a a point where you're listening to it and you're like, yeah, the nostalgia's hitting. Um, apparently, it slaps as the kids say nowadays. But then they start is doing it a like bop, as they say a bop. Yeah. Uh, then they start doing like it's like Skrillex just came into the room and he's like, yo, I want to have a go. So it's like that. Like, it's okay. Because like, we listened, me and my wife listened to the Mortal Kombat theme the other night, so I was going to get her ready for it. So it's like, and then it's like. <laughs> Yeah, like comes in with a, a dubstep beat drop. Yeah, this is what happens with in this theme. It's like dubstep. So oh, I love dubstep. I'm like, I'm like the only f- over forty year old that likes dubstep. <laughs> I find the sound so intriguing. Like mm. that they make. I'm like, oh, I like that sound. All I can think about when I think of dubstep is that Key and Peel um, uh, skit that they did, where they're like being thrown across the room, and they're like. <laughs> <laughs> my my first introduction to dubstep was like a meme, like an old meme, which was that. Uh, 
that Microsoft Farm Simulator video. Have you seen that? Like no. 360 No Plow. No. Oh, my God. It's so good. And they've made, you know that game. It's so boring. Yes. And someone's made a video with full Skrillex, but it's like it's the best game in the world. It's like, like you know, new plow. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny. I love it so much. That sounds like a lot of fun. But, yes, no, Mortal Kombat, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I've, I've heard a few people come out and go, well, well, actually. Um, but- oh, is it actually uh- – because of, like, you know, people, Mortal Kombat fans don't like it. Is that it? I think it's just people trying to find fault with something. You know, everyone, mm. if, if a lot of people are saying something's really good and then someone's like, nah, i got to say that it's bad because I need to have that different. Yeah, yeah, I need, I need the hits. I need the likes. I need, yeah. the, I need the comments. I mean, you know, I'm sitting there going, I want more violence, but it's already incredibly violent. Man, the, the game's pretty violent. Yeah. Oh, no. dude, the game's crazy violent. Um, yes. Well, look at the pedestal that they're like the first two Mortal Kombat films that they had to beat. It's not <laughs> hard, eh? Like, we watched the scene of Scorpion and Johnny Cage in the forest, yep. me and Claire, uh-huh. on YouTube, because we're, we're getting ready for it. And it's so bad. Mm-hmm. It's like the worst. And their fighting is like people who don't fight. Yes. They're, it's the slowest fighting. Like, their actual punches in it in real life, I could dodge. Yeah, probably. <laughs> But, I mean, all the actors, like the guy that's in it, the guy that plays Sub-Zero, I can't remember his name right now, um, he is a, he's a martial artist and he's, fan- he's so fast that at some point, like during filming, they're like, okay, we need you to slow down. Oh, they did that bit. to Bruce Lee as well, yeah, apparently. Yeah. That's crazy good. I love, I w- is Donnie Yen in it? Because he should be if he's no, not. No, he's not in it. Weird. No. Donnie Money's no. where it's at. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's move on. We yeah. could talk about, we could do a whole Mortal Kombat cast, but we won't. Let's move on to our spoiler cast. Yes, every week Jennifer and I set ourselves a horror movie to watch and then we go through it scene by scene, spoiling the fuck out of the whole film. Mm-hmm. It's a deep dive into glorious gore, hard edits, cheesy acting, directing madness, severed wangs and compound fractures. <laughs> we have a rating <laughs> system which is legendary in its status now. What are what are the ratings, Jen? It is legendary. Okay, for, so, for those of you playing at home, we've got the A, awesome, everybody should watch. We've got our B, beer and chicken wing group movie. F is for fun and dumb. C is a classic that's worth a watch. U is underrated. G, good for its time, but it's not held up. We've got the J, Jen special, the D, Dan special. We've got a W, which is whatever. Pfft. That sounds exactly. Um, we've got the Kesha, a low-budget hot mess. C minus, craft is stellar, but I hate the content. And the cream of the crap, the McConaughey, the fucking fucked. We watched it, so you don't have to. Mm. Mm-hmm. We haven't had a McConaughey in a while. We haven't. Which is good, because I don't like watching them. <laughs> so well, this... you never know until you watch it. It's true. So this week we watched The Thing mm-hmm. from 1982, which was my choice. Yes, yes it was. Um... What are the vital statistics? So, directed by John Carpenter, oh, who we yeah. love. We We're, know and love. Old crotchety Carpenter. <laughs> he's looking like a crotchety old man now. And he's, he's exhibiting the uh, symptoms of it as well. He's so angry and he's like, I don't give a shit. Pretty much. Yeah, I think like in one of the documentaries we're watching, he's like, oh, if they didn't like it, well, fuck them. Like, yeah. Okay. He did a bit of that with this film, actually, like because he copped heaps of flack for this film mm. because they were just like, we just made people like Aliens with E.T. and you bring this out? You've ruined Aliens again. Nah, never. Screenplay is by Bill Lancaster. Uh, it stars Kurt Russell with a mighty, mighty beard. Oh, man, there's some... And a mighty, mighty headwear as well, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. may be the biggest headwear it's ever been in any film. 
More than likely, yes. That's stupid. He's just some wild and crazy guy. Uh, Wilford Brimley and Keith David are also in it. It's got a huge, like, it's got a pretty good cast of men, manly men. It's great. Uh, there was a budget of $15 million, so that's pretty good, pretty good. Uh, box office, however, $19.6 million at the US box office. Still made. It it's made money, but it was bank, considered a failure. But if it, no, I consider it a failure if you lose money. If you make money, they still made like $5 million. That's not a lot of money. It seems to be a lot of money, but yeah. yeah. Um, they could have made, uh, you know, one third of another film. See? Exactly. Could have yep. added into it. You got any facts about I it? I do. So John Carpenter has cited this as one of his favourite films. And why wouldn't Just favourite films? Not favourite films that he's made? Just favourite well, yeah. films? Why not? He's like, yeah, this is probably my, my favourite. Um, now, the title, the opening title sequence. So to create the effect of the title, an animation cell with the thing written on it was placed behind a smoke-filled fish tank, which was covered with a plastic garbage bag. Uh, the bag was ignited, creating the effect of the title burning into the screen. I actually wrote that in my notes because I knew that one. I just wrote, like, garbage bag title comes up. Because <laughs> <laughs> once you know that, you can see the plastic dripping and everything. Yeah. No, it's always good. Um, so this film also opened the same day as Blade Runner. And both were met with unfavorable reactions from critics, but are now both considered to be some of the greatest films ever made. That's wicked. Hmm. And my other fun fact is it took Kurt Russell a year to grow the beard. That means he must have known he was going to be in it a year before it. Mm. How often? I wonder how, how much advanced it- actors know that they're going to be in a film. I'd say a while. Because you look at The Machinist, remember that? And that yes. guy, uh, what's his name? Christian Bale. Christian Bale lost all that weight and stuff. Because he like- basically finished filming Batman and then had to just drop it. Yeah, he basically had to become a buff to, to muff. <laughs> I know that's not a saying. That is not a saying. What's it, Sinopo? And it's a tagline. All right. Man is the warmest place to hide. Yuck. <laughs> is that a that sounds like a bit of a, a bit of a maybe a, an eighties like like gay porn title? A little bit, but also if we think about the film and the era that it came out, like there's a lot of like parallels to the AIDS crisis. So oh dear. maybe. Uh, in remote Antarctica, a group of American research scientists are disturbed at their base by a he- helicopter shooting a sled dog. Uh, when they take the dog, it brutally attacks both human beings and canines in the camp, and they discover that the beast can assume the shape of its victims. It probably didn't brutally attack anyone. Not really. A resourceful helicopter pilot and, and the camp doctor lead the camp crew in a desperate, gory battle against the vicious creature before it picks them all off one by one. I don't think the doctor had that. I, I just think it was a resourceful helicopter pilot, full stop. Yeah. Unless you count Childs, which was also, I'm pretty sure he was another helicopter pilot. Yes. I'm I not don't sure feel that he ev- did anything. I'm not sure what everyone's role was. Like Some of them are scientists. One of them was clearly a sled, sled dog man. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually know it was a sled dog until you just read that then. I was yeah, like, why do they have all these dogs? I'm like, it was a dog. It's a cute dog. Is it a husky? No. no um, um, it's one of those dogs. Sled it's dog. Malamute. And now let's move Malamute. <laughs> let's move straight. Like the one from The Lost Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pretty dog. Let's move straight into it. So it starts with a black screen, mm-hmm. white credits, mm-hmm. you know, who's in it. Yep. That's all it is. That's all we need to know, who's in it. It's a nice soundscape as well. It's very it's like, minimalist. Yeah, it's like what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then we uh, we see that the, black, the darkness opens up to stars and we're in space. Mm. We see a flying saucer 
you zoom in through the cosmos. Oh, it's all got electrics happening on it. There's something wrong with it. Yep. And it's falling down to none other than planet Earth. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Something's <laughs> happening. <laughs> um, and then we get and then, and then we get the big, the, the garbage bag title burn reveal. Mm-hmm. Like, the thing. Does it say John Carpenter's the thing? No, it says the thing. The thing. Comes up. Um, very, uh, yeah, that, that name yep. to me is like, yeah, it's wicked. It's so good. So a spaceship has crashed on Earth. Mm-hmm. Who knows when? I always forget that this scene exists. So do I. Always. I thought I always think it just starts with the dog running. Because I also don't feel that it is necessary. It's cool, but yeah, it really need to is be unnecessary, there. isn't yeah. it? Because they really go through it later on. Yeah. Anyhow, we open up to a title car, um, a, a title Antarctica Winter 1982, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we get the music coming. So this is a real thing music for me. This like. Minimalistic John Carpenter music. You can tell he would have done this music. He didn't actually. Oh so my he, shit! This is one of the only films he did not do his own. He didn't write the theme tune or sing the thing. He didn't do it. Um, Ennio Mor- Morcone did it. Ah, do you reckon he took a vibe from? He did. Yeah, because yeah, like, the opening is just it's like boom boom. Yeah, it's real good. Boom boom, and it's just like yeah. Boom, boom. And I'm like, oh, this is wicked. It's yeah. almost like a, 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 you know, a toned down Jaws theme. Like, yeah. Like real minimalistic. And you're getting these like shots, like wide shots of like Antarctica's mountain range. So you're seeing these like mountains and white tundras yeah, and shit like that. It's just a lot of nothing. Like, so there's this, this uh, helicopter flying over just miles of snow and yep. peaks. Like there is nothing and on the side of the helicopter we see um norge is that Mm -hmm. you say norge n-o-r-g-e so it's a norwegian helicopter Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. norge is that norge i think it was norge Norge? is that how you say it like an abbreviation of norwegian the norge yeah i don't know i don't want to sound racist and if i do sound racist i apologize i'm not meaning to be i'm just ignorant idiot white man i actually had to look up because i didn't want to not know something so i because you know how different uh, European countries have different languages. I'm mm. like, what do they speak in Norway? Is it Norway? Norwegian? It, it is Norwegian. Yeah. I had to look it up because I'm like, shit, I know nothing about that kind of stuff. Well, also the, ca- the characters in the movie didn't know about it. They're constantly getting corrected. Did you notice? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he corrects them. He's like, I told you <laughs> they are not this guy. They're, They're not Norwe- Swedish. They're Norwegian. <laughs> and, yeah, we, we see this helicopter flying through the tundra and it's chasing. We look down we see it's chasing a sled dog. Mm-hmm. Um, sled dogs are those dogs that we were just talking about there. They pull sleds. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's thumpering through the snow. The mm-hmm. helicopter's close behind it. And we're like, I'm like, oh, yeah, where? where? I, and I've actually got a spelling mistake in my notes here. Instead of writing the word helicopter, I've written shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> Damn autocorrect. Um, uh, anyhow, we see a guy in the helicopter. Yep. He leans out the side and you can see that he has... And a, he's got a rifle? A, yeah, like a sniper yeah. rifle. He starts shooting at the dog. And he starts shooting at the dog. And I'm like, hmm. I'm like, why the fuck are you shooting at the and dog? And straight away, I'm like, is this going to be one of those sad dog death films? And it's not. It's weird. Hey, like it never. Did it, you didn't get. I didn't get anything from this film. What? Yeah. I'm usually the first one. Anyway, we see that we, we cut to a sign. Mm-hmm. And it says on it in big letters, United States National Science Institute Station 4. Yeah. I'm like, cool. <laughs> we know where they are. Uh, we get this shot of a group of men playing ping pong and just hanging out in a rec room. Yeah. 
So and this is the people of the camp. Six mates. So we're going to go through. We're going to use everyone's real name in this. We're going to try to because this is a very um, character-driven film. So we can't just give everyone nicknames and because you will not know who we're talking about. Exactly. Uh, this is. I think there's twelve men in this film. There's mm. twelve characters, and that's all that's in it. After yep. the Norwegians, uh, these guys. Um, twelve blokes. So you get sit back and start to learn these men. I was gonna write them all down and go through them at the start, but then I realised no one would remember that. Yeah, because I can't fucking remember half of them anyway. Yeah, the 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 station itself. You, it's like a small snowed in kind of research station. Yeah. It's probably like it's got like you know probably uh, it's like a small school block. Like of classrooms yeah. together with a couple of um, transportables. There's like a helicopter there. There's like a, you know, there's some sheds and stuff like that. So setting the scene, it's a very small station. It's not yeah. like a big base or anything like that. It's enough to, to, you know, house 12 men very closely together. Yeah, comfortably. <laughs> so we get this shot of a hand uh, reaching into an ice bucket and dropping it into a glass. He pours in some J&B. Oh, JB, sponsorship. Right. And it is Kurt Russell in his beardy, hairy goodness. Well, usually we would just call him Kurt Russell, but he has the best name in this. McCready. 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 We're introduced to McBearded McCready. He is. Drinking his JB. He's drinking whiskey and playing chess wizard computer. (laughs) And this is like one of the, this is set in the, you know, computers are black and green. Yes. And he's playing against. The chest. Yeah, he's playing against the the, the computer itself. Uh, the computer beats him, and he immediately pours his whiskey into the drive. Uh, calls and zaps her a, it. Calls her a cheeky bitch. Cheating bitch. <laughs> cheating bitch. You cheating bitch. And walks off. <laughs> and that is the last mention of women in the entire. <laughs> <laughs> This is a very manly this movie. This is a sausage fest. Oh man, this could have been this could have been set in the Warhammer universe. <laughs> like <laughs> there are no Warhammer. women in this. Uh, the dog is still being chased by the helicopter, um, but the dog has now made its way to the base camp. Uh, McCready comes out of his uh, room, which is one of the. It's like a shack on the outskirts of the actual camp itself. But it's like up as well. It's like mm. it's kind of a tower shack. Like yeah. he's shacked up in a a lookout or some some shit like that. Yeah, and he's just standing there. Just he's now just swigging from the bottle that he's he's drinking from, and he puts on some really cool sunnies that are kind of like goggles. Yeah, well, he, cool. he is in the Antarctic. It's true. Uh, the other inhabitants of the camp have now made their way out because the helicopter sounds. Yeah, because they're like, why like is there a helicopter out? flying around? It'd be a weird thing out there. They're like, you know, yeah. they're in Antarctic here. They're like, why is there a helicopter here? So he's like, oh, that's a Norwegian helicopter. What are they doing here? They don't belong here. Uh, it circles back around again, and this time, rather than shooting it, they just start dropping grenades it's at the dog. So, like, and they're, they're the worst the shots in the world, you realise? You yeah. know, like, the grenades are like 10 k's away. And I'm like, yeah, bit, bit. it's fine. Actually, um, they very much prove that they're terrible at grenades in a sec. They? <laughs> <laughs> they fucking do. It's the worst. So the chopper lands. Yes. Um... It, you know, comes down and the dog runs into the camp up to all the blokes. All the blokes have come out. They're all in their, like, their winter gear. And the yep. dog runs straight up and runs up to Clark, who is, um, it must have just got the vibe that this dude likes dogs. Quite possibly. So he is the dog guy. He is the, the, the sled dog guy of this camp. It runs up to him and he's like, oh, dog, what are you doing, dog? Yeah. And he, like, you know, obviously just doesn't care. They have some pats and face licks. It's great. Um, and then so the, once the helicopter has landed, um, the pilot jumps out with a gun and then he starts, like, running towards the camp. Um, now, first he gets out with his 
He does the grenade thing first. Does, does yeah, he? and then he comes up with the gun. So first he gets oh, no, straight out. He gets straight out the chopper with a grenade because he was he had the grenades in his hand. He goes to throw the grenade and does the old classic ditches it behind him and slips <laughs> out of his glove. Fucking idiot. Lands in the ground. He runs to get it and he blows himself up and the chopper. Yes. But at this time, the other guy that had the gun is already out the chopper. And now he is running to he's going towards the towards men, the yelling camp. in Norwegian at them, and he takes a shot and he hits. Um, he hits George. He hits. It's it George. It's George. I thought it was. Yes, yes, because George. I forgot about George. Yep. Yeah, so they fucking blew up their own helicopter. Good on you guys. Well done. Well, they're, they're, they're high stakes. Yeah. So the dog. Yeah, I've written Gary accidentally. Gary's one of the other characters. Gary's on the inside. Yeah, Gary's so, still inside. So there's still a couple of dudes inside. Gary's on the inside looking out of this little window. He's like an older dude. Yeah, he's kind of like knocked out the window with his gun and he's he's taking aim. He's getting ready. Yeah, he has a you little know. hand revolving. You can tell he might, he might have, like, he's an older dude who like might have been in the war at he's one like stage. He's ex-military. Yeah. Ex-military, you know, yeah. He's, he's been to Nam. Uh, McCready still has his whiskey bottle as everyone has kind of at this point like just... Taken cover wherever they can. Yeah, you're like, shit, this dude's shooting at us. Yes. And then there's some gunfire from outside and then it's still happening. So he's still walking past like there is just like, he's still after the dog. Mm. But then all of a sudden, his head gets shot. He <laughs> fucking hell. Um, Gary from inside with his hand handgun uh, has shot the Norwegian guy in the head. Because he's clearly a threat. He's sure he shot one well, of them. Yeah, he's, it he's, makes he's... sense. It's not like out of, you know. Out yeah. of the blue. And they're like, mm, mm. On you, Gaz. Um, and that's basically it. Everyone runs out of the common room or from their hiding spots. They all grab uh, fire extinguishers and they go out and they put out the helicopter. I don't know why they did. I, just, I mean, they're in the snow. What's it going to burn? It's true. Maybe then it again, could, like, explode and cause, I don't know. No, again, they have fuel there, so they probably don't want it to blow up their mm. whole thing. Um, and then, uh, you know, they've just put out this helicopter. McCready comes up and goes, first goddamn week of winner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, is that, apart from cheating bitch, I'm sure that's the first line of dialogue in the film. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, which, Except for the Norwegian, of course. Ah, of There's course. Norwegian we, know why, we never know why he said he's not subtitled. No, I, it's really not. That's it, fine. I wonder if I, if was, someone was speaking Norwegian, he would, uh, if someone could understand it, he's probably just saying, it's an alien, don't trust it. Yeah, guys, stop. Stop the dog. Anyhow. Anyway, they're making their oh, way. No, no. The, the guy's name that got, that got shot is Bennings. Because everyone's called by their last name. That's true. In this film. George Bennings. George Bennings. But he's, I just called him Bennings from That's now on. Fine. So Bennings, um, we cut to the, in the med station now. Yep. We have the doc. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is called the doc. There is a doctor, a medical doctor. We just call everyone calls him the doc. Yeah. He is stitching up Bennings. I'm not sure what Bennings does. He is just on campus. <laughs> Yeah, no, so I don't understand what a few of these guys do, but that's okay. But they're kind of like giving him shit because it's like, come on, man, it's only four stitches. It barely grazed you. Like, yeah, you're fine. He's kind of a weedy dude. He's like the guy that wouldn't, in the 80s, wouldn't get invited to an orgy. <laughs> He's like that one guy. He'd be the one who throws the orgy, but no one wants him to in be par- a participant in yeah, the orgy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he's got a great house and everyone goes and drinks his booze, but no one fucks him. <laughs> He's that guy. Poor Bennings. <laughs> Bennings. <laughs> uh, so US thirty one calling on the radio. So we uh, we are introduced to a new character called Windows. Windows, which he's he called Windows because he's like the yeah. you know he's like radar from yes. the, like Mash. He's the guy who like deals he's the with the radio guy. He's the radio guy. He is like so he's kind of like the hippie looking dude. He has a beard and big curly hair, uh, a la Kenny Everett 
or uh, <laughs> do you remember Kenny Everett? Yeah. Yeah, or uh, that kind of guy. Yeah. Beard, curly hair, thin. He wears, you know, I, I, he wears like Ray-Bans inside. Yeah, he, he's the guy that is, is in the Antarctic because he dodged the draft. Yeah, yeah. That's why he's there. And he's on the radio. So they can't radio out. They they're can't. Like, Shit. They, no one's answered in over two weeks. And it's, it's the so fir- it's they're the, on their own. It's the first week of winter and it kind of has a white out kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's the right word, actually. Yep. And yeah, we cut to a bunch of dudes with the dead Norwegian guy in the medical bay. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like the whole team, most of the team is there. This is really good as well because, like, we get the, the shot of the Norwegian guy and he's literally been shot through the eye. Yeah, yeah. And yep. it looks good as well. Yeah, it's all So we, it's all we're frozen. getting, like, a, a teaser of what is to come. Oh, dear. So they're looking at him and they're like, uh, what are we going to do? You know, like... I know there's like the doc is like there's this Norwegian base down the road. <laughs> it's just round back. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. He goes like maybe we should go check it out. He goes like if they're in trouble, I'm a doctor. I want to go help them. And yeah. they're like McCready's like I don't know, you know. And then they're you trying know, to find out the log. So it's like look, they've they've only been stationed out there for eight weeks. Like that is literally not long enough to to go crazy. Um, yeah, because I thought they might have cabin fever, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, there are, there's 10 on the list, so theoretically eight should be left at the camp. Let's go check it out. Yeah. So uh, the Doc, McCready, and Gary. Mm-hmm. Um, Gary is, I, I know everyone's called their first name apart from Gary. Yeah. Uh, Gary is the guy with the gun. Gary's not at the point, he's not He's not a bro. You, he's not been given a nickname. He's not a dude bro yet. He's not a dude this bro This is yet. basically... Dude bro massacre for <laughs> grown up, All grown, grown up, up version, <laughs> um, and they they have the same uh, you know uh, thought about women in this as well as in dude bro massacre. No chicks. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so they have like this brief conversation, like guys, look, it, there's an oncoming storm. It's a huge risk for you to you to go out there. It's like it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll be gone a couple of hours. Hour there, hour back. I like that. There's always shots. I'm like, ah, oh, it's getting you know it's. Too there's snowy to fly, and they would just fly and they're fine. Yes. But they ne- there's never a problem. No, they never like. There's no shot of them like crashing, or yeah. you know, there's no scene. It's just like McCready, you know. Anyhow, they get ready to go. Yep. Uh, they come out to meet McCready, and he's wearing the biggest hat in all of history. <laughs> it's like a it's like a twenty gallon hat. It's, it's like a sombrero. It's like a sombrero. It's like a cowboy hat the size of a sombrero. Yes. Um. It it's huge. It doesn't make any sense, and I loved it. Yes. Yes, it is. It's he, great. It's, you know, to keep the snow off of him. He's um, dooting around on his helicopter. They come out, and they're like, we've got to go to the Norwegian camp. And he just kind of looks at the sky as in, like, you know, as in, like. He's almost at the point where he's just, like, puts it, like, licks his finger. He's like, well, I don't know. I feel the temperature's going to drop, like. 20 degrees in and the next it, five minutes. Yeah, he's like, I, real, I, I was going to drink a bottle of JB. <laughs> like, I have shit to do. But yeah, he's like begrudgingly flies them to um, this base. We get a shot of the dog. We just see it hanging out. Yes. Yeah, it's so inside. Just, we get this like pan. It's like laying very inconspicuously under the pool table. Like, it's kind of... St- it's kind of hanging out with them. Just there. It's there. Shot of the dog just hanging out. Anyhow, yeah. We cut to night time. Nighttime. Niles, he's hanging out in the kitchen, um, cooking up a storm, cleaning so, up, I don't know. Niles, this character, he is a roller skating chef. Yep, he's funky. He's funky. He's, he's straight out of the Jackson era. He is, and he is LA, LL Cool J in uh, Deep Blue Sea before LL Cool J. Exactly. He's exactly. the sixth member of the Jackson 5. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's roller skating around, cooking to his, like, his beats and stuff, you know. 
one of the other guys tells him to turn down his, his funky beats and he turns it up. It's, it's Bennings. He's like, can you turn it down? I've just been shot. <laughs> like that matters? And he's like, yeah, all right. And he goes over and he's just like, floop, flicks it up a little bit and just keeps going on. We get a couple more shots of the dog just walking around camp. This is kind of just some character development. You know, mm. we got... Not that Niles has much of a role in this film. He does at the end, but, like, in the middle he's not really there. Mm, mm. Um, so we now we know Bennings. We know the doc. We've been introduced to Blair as well, um, mm-hmm. who is the other, like, science doctor, not a medical doctor. Yeah. So Anyhow. the dog walks through the hallway and we see it stops at a room and there is a silhouette on the wall and it walks in the room and the silhouette turns. We do not get to see who is in the room, but this is a essentially patient zero. This is the person who the, the dog is going to infect. No, we don't know what the dog's doing if we haven't watched it before. Well, no, we don't know what's going on, but, but the yeah, fucking but, dog. So this film relies a lot on, it's a. It's basically Knives Out. Yes. <laughs> it's like a whodunit, who is, who is not Perfect. to be trusted. And that's why you have to really nut your characters down straight away, which they're doing quite well. Yeah. And all these characters are very believable. They're all just guys. Yeah. They're not like, you know... The scientist isn't like a nerd, like you know. They're, they're like McCready isn't like a buff like action hero. They're all men. Like, yes. Heaps of them they're overweight. Heaps yeah. of them because they're out in the Arctic, they're not fit. Um, they're just men. Yeah. They wear jumpers. They wear sweaters. <laughs> they put their pants on one leg at a time. They do. They they don't tuck in. No, no. one tucks in. What's why the point? There's no women around. Why would you tuck? Exactly. You don't need I don't even know why they wear clothes. It's probably really cold. Yeah, it's right. It's cold. <laughs> um, I mean, if this was a if this was a desert base, they wouldn't be wearing clothes. Oh no, they'd just be like tidy whities all day, every day. Yeah, that's mm, how I'd like mm. to be. That's how I imagine it. My scientific life would be. Yeah, right. Anyhow, where, where are we up to? <laughs> um, we cut to the chopper. Yes. So yeah, on oh, air. Yeah, the point of the thing, we see this shadow. The dog is hanging out with someone. We don't know who it is. It could be anyone, but yep. the dog is hanging out with someone, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. becomes. Yeah, this point in the film doesn't mean anything. No. We cut um, to the chopper. Once again, it's flying over the snow plains and we see off in the distance smoke billowing from what we assume to be the Norwegian camp. Like, uh-oh. Someone has set that motherfucker up in flames. Hey, land, it's all burnt. It's all wrecked. It's all yep. blowing up. It's all fucked. And it is seemingly abandoned. No one is to be seen. There's no one outside SOSing. Nothing is happening. So uh, the dock... And McCready and Gary, mm-hmm. they get out. They start looking around. They're like, what the fuck's going on? They got, you know, they walk inside. It's all kind of like frozening over yeah. because, it, like, you know, it's all, all the windows are blowing out and stuff like There's that. There's like holes in the wall. So everything is literally frozen Trashed. over. They find an axe, which mm-hmm. is stuck in the door. There's blood light around the axe. I'm like, what's going yep. on? Um, so the, And they kind of break start to break through that door, which has been barricaded. So they break through, and again, everything is frozen. It's kind of like a – almost like the radio room. So there's a lot of stuff happening there. Yeah, it's um, kind of the record room. They're going there to find out the log of yeah. what happened, like, you know, what's been going on here? Yeah, and then one of them, I think it's Gary, notices a trail of blood to a body slumped in a chair. And they're like, oh, get over here, check this out. And this looks really cool as well because it is the Antarctic. Everything's frozen. So it's not just cold in the Antarctic. It's it is. frozen. So this guy has committed suicide. Um, I, it was a bit confusing though because he's also had his throat cut, which I can't see how he would, unless he did that after the fact. Yeah, I guess you'd. you'd he, is, he slit his wrist. Yes. And he slit his own throat. Yep. 
Or maybe someone else slit his throat? Quite possibly. Don't, don't know. Don't know. It doesn't make any... The blood has dripped, but the blood has frozen as it's been dripping out of him. So it is still attached to him, which looks really cool. Yeah, it's like a line. It's like but his arms are down by his side. Yeah. It's just basically like he's like the blood poles coming out of him, which is very cool. Yeah. And they're like, oh, God. And they're like, you know, they look at him like, my God, what yes. the hell happened here? <laughs> I've written a couple of cool like manly lines down. I like it. Yeah, well, what the hell? They find happened? a portable video unit, which I'm not quite... Uh, do they mean a video camera? I'm uh, pretty sure. Quite possibly, yeah. In the 80s, that worked. Yeah. Because he goes, look, here's a portable video unit. <laughs> we should take this. And they pick up a bunch of pages of research and they're like, why are you doing that? And it's like, this could be useful. Yeah. The doc's all about like being useful. Yeah. Um, they walk into another room. McCready walks in another room. He's like, doc, get in here. Look at this. And they find a big... Room that has a big square bit of ice in it. Yep. Um, as in something they have taken out of the ground. And in this bit of ice is a big hole showing that there was something in this ice. And now there's not something in this ice. Mm. Uh-oh. Um, they go outside and they're like, they collect all their shit up. They go outside and they find what can only be described as, oh, I've written here, a half-burnt mass of flesh and people parts. Yes. So it's a burnt corpses in the ground. Um, they're all melted together in the ground, and they're like, "Oh fuck!" Yes. <laughs> Let's take this back it's to like, the camp. Yeah, something's not not quite normal here. Yeah. Do you like, reckon? Yeah. Anyhow, they cut. They, 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 we get this shot of these like the horrible things. It's still smoking. So yes, like, this has happened like within the last you know twenty four, twelve, twelve hours even. You know. Yeah. Just happening. I reckon it's happened in the last hour. Quite because possibly. like I don't feel like stuff wouldn't wouldn't smoke for very long in the Antarctica. Yeah, because and also, also they, I reckon it's just as long as it took them to fly the helicopter over the dog. Quite but, possibly, because the blood looks super fresh as well. I reckon they'd um, burnt all these things, thought it was over, and they saw the dog run out, and then they chased it, and yeah. that's how looking on in shame. They mm-hmm. should make a third thing movie, which is just the Norwegians, but it's in English. <laughs> it's <like> a- <laughs> sure. Um, anyway, we cut to the chopper. They're back. They've yes. come back. And the dog's watching from the window, looking all shifty-eyed, motherfucker. You yeah, know, one of those dogs that has those weird blue eyes. You know, those yeah, like very pretty eyes. Yeah, it's a very pretty dog. And uh, so they lay out the body or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, um, the blob. That was burned, and everybody gl- gathers around. Oh, they all twelve dudes it's are there in the medibank. Autopsy. They open it up. It's smoking. It's mm-hmm. gross. Mm-hmm. It looks wicked. It does look wicked. Yes. And this is where this. Young man. We didn't talk about him. We haven't. Falks. Falks. Forks. Why not? Falks. 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 Which one? The doctor. The uh, young he's just, doctor. He's just called the doctor. Is he? Well, there's Dr. Cooper. Dr. Blair. I just call Dr. Cooper doctor. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, he's, he's the blood doctor. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the doc. Sure. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway. Bunch of dudes. They've opened up this mass of flesh and people and body parts. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Blair, I'd like you to start an autopsy straight away. I spelled autopsy wrong. <laughs> um, and it's this glorious flesh mass. Oh, it's yeah. It's all steamy. It's, it's, it's like a nice layer of goo on it. It's, it's all exactly what you want it to be. All purely practical effects as well. And they've cut into it. They're pulling out organs. No, they haven't done that yet. Right. Okay, fine. We, first, we cut to windows asleep at the radio. Oh, that's right. Yes. Um, Gary walks in. Uh, Gary's the guy that's got the the, the handgun, Gary. Old, mm-hmm. old Gary. Oh, Gary. Walks in and tells him, you know, 
um, have, have you reached anyone yet? And he's like, man, I can't reach anyone yet. He had some, you know, some examples of why he can't reach people. Yeah, like he's he's listing off a bunch of excuses. Like we're in the middle of fucking nowhere and nothing works. Yeah, we're in the middle of nowhere. It's like the start of winter. We can't reach anyone. And Gary's like, just try harder. Yeah, just you keep going until you reach someone. Yeah. So we like, cut, okay. Then we cut back to the autopsy and we yep. start seeing like them. But I love autopsies in films because, you know, yes. they've made these like, these like synthetic corpses to cut open, and they've got yeah. all the layers. I love the one in um in Independence Day. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. I love that one. Yes. Uh, so the autopsy they fin- finalize the autopsy on the Norwegian who was shot in the eye, and they're like, "Yep, come back squeaky clean. Nothing wrong with that." He's guy. got no. Yeah, he's been shot in the eye. That's how yeah. he died. Bullet face. And then we see like you know, and then we see like him cutting open this mass. He's like, oh, my God. Like, Dr. Blair's doing this. He's like, oh, shit. He's opening stuff up. We're seeing weird things coming out. He's pulling out. He goes, set of of lungs. Yep. Set of intestines, like human. It's a heart. This all seems pretty normal on the inside. Yeah. Everything's fine. It's a person, presumably. But is it? Because it's melded together. Yeah. End of that scene. Mm-hmm. We cut to everyone hanging out in the common room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, They're playing pool, playing poker. Um, you know, just it's like a Saturday night at your local RSL. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, the dog know. walks past and startles George. And George Bennings. George Bennings, and he kind of complained. Like he's he's actual starter, and he's like, "Can you take that dog downstairs?" Yeah, please? Well, why don't you put that dog? He's like, Clark, put this dog with the other ones where he belongs. And Clark's mm. like. Okay. Yeah. And Clark, if you imagine him, he's the Dungeons and Daddy's dad. He's Daryl Wilson. Daryl Wilson. He's a bearded guy. Yeah. He's into his dogs. He's kind of a big guy, though. He, he looks like he would have played college football. He's also husky. He's a husky, yeah. He's a husky guy, yeah. He's nice. So he takes them down. He takes the dog down to the kennels with the rest of the dogs. Um, and the dog actually seems very uneasy as it enters the cage with the other dogs. There's a whole bunch of dogs in there. They're yeah, they're all kind of lying five down. Five or six other dogs. They're chilling on a bit. Yeah. It's you know, it's just like a, a wire fence. There's hay on the ground. They're just, mm. they're just like. Ugh. So then nothing happens, and the dog just sort of just sits. It la- it sits down like a down. sphinx. Yeah, it's and just it's like lays. completely dead still, just looking forward. It's not looking around. It's not sniffing. Mm-hmm. And a dog not sniffing is weird. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm like, that's weird and cool. Like, they made the dog do that. And yeah. it's just like staring straight ahead in the sphinx position, which mm-hmm. I really like. And immediately, I said, so Clark leaves. He yeah, leaves but- them be. And the dog just starts this weird, well- heavy breathing. And then the other dogs get a real bad vibe. They yes. start snarling at this dog. They're, they're bearing teeth. They're barking. And just as immediately, just fucking its face splits open. Fucking- yeah, it, it's face split. The dog's face splits open like a flower. It yeah. opens up and its skull falls out. Yes. I love that. Which is fucking cool. And, and then like this weird tentacle fucking thing is like flopping out of its mouth. And then weird little sort of, how do you describe them? Like little mini tentacles? Yeah, when the guy did it, they want they said, "Oh, we want to like." So where the guy who did the special effects in this film is like some prodigy dude. He was like yeah. twenty two years he old. Was fucking twenty two. Twenty two. He did all the uh, practical effects in this film, and they're like, and he had all these ideas, which yeah. I assume they use nowadays. Like so, so they're like, we really want to have tentacles kind of come out and stuff. And he goes, "Oh, why don't we just blow air through ho- rubber tubes and put water coming out of them, kind of thing?" So all these millions of these little rubber tubes come out. Yeah, and they did it kind of in reverse. So they would have had them all coming out and pulled them in yeah all splatting out but this is like they didn't reverse it looks like these tubes like these tentacles are coming out and splurting liquid everywhere and like you know all the other dogs go fucking ape shit yeah they're like what the fuck does 
not like it. Um, one of the dogs um, has it jumps up and it it's trying to like bite at the 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 cage. Um, it, and then the thing dog starts um, it grows like, spraying something at it. it. At first, it grows these big insect like legs out the top of itself. It looks really it doesn't cool. Doesn't even have a head anymore. Its head is split up. Yeah. Uh, big insect kind of like. Uh, like praying mantisy leggy things kind of, and then yeah mm-hmm. the, where its head was is kind of like a flower now and it starts spraying this vis- viscous liquid at mm-hmm. one of the other dogs yeah and the other dog's like ah oh, I hate it you can see the dog hated it yeah. like in real like, life no. he's like oh no no it's the equivalent to being like get off the couch spraying this like white goop at the other dog and then um and then kind of like shit hits the fan like and like yeah, the lights get smashed. Yeah, so a it. couple of the dogs get grabbed by these uh, tentacle little things. Yeah, they, we do a bit of a, a bit of the reverse footage here where they would have wrapped the dogs up. It, and like then, you see it wrapping around its. It neck. also spread. It like kind of spreads tentacles like roots onto yeah. the ground, which looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, this is another reverse shot. So this is where like you're like, holy shit! When you're watching this, it's it's so much. It's so much like attention to detail and so much happening in these shots that like. We're probably only going to bang on about it once, and then just assume that every one of these yeah. things just happens. Like so much detail, so much cool shit. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Clark comes back because he wants to see what the, all the hubbub is. Why yeah. are the dogs barking? And immediately as he comes back, everything goes silent. Um, he opens the cage, and two dogs kind of barrel a- a- away and manage to run out. And uh, Clark sees what's in there, and he slams the door. And you just see the dog just sort of. Sitting, tentacling, every like. It's not even a dog anymore. It's just it's, a. It's a. It's, it's a, a mass. It's yeah. a mutant. I called it. Yeah. He sees the mutant. Um, then we cut to McCready getting a beer. Yep. He's out of. He's out of his whiskey, and he uh, he hears the commotion, and he sounds the fire alarm. Yeah. He uh, he's getting a beer out of the fridge. He hears the commotion, and instantly just goes, "Shit's fucked!" And yeah. puts the fire alarm on. He's just like, "Nah, this, there's something wrong." Well, I guess as well, like that's. Part of the reason why you've got dogs there is because they can sense when something is wrong. So if the dogs are making a real ruckus, shit's wrong. Yeah. So he so, uh, he pulls the fire alarm and that kind of brings everyone to the kennel for some reason. Yeah. So they all come to Clark and he's like, he, he just calls out like, get the flamethrower. Yeah, you get the flavor, and he goes like, and he says that great number. I don't know what's in there, but it's weird and pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, McCready, he opens the cage, and he just sees all this shit happening, and he, it's so sad. Like they, they see what's happening to the other dogs as well, and they just start shooting the dogs. No, um, basically, first we see like a shot of one of the other dogs, and yeah. like the it's, the one that got sprayed yeah. is like half melting now from the spray, yeah. and there's tentacles kind of writhing around it, like melting it and exo- in, uh, 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 assimilating it, absorbing it. Yeah, that's what yeah. Um, yeah, and that, and then McCready looks at that. Then we get a shot of everyone getting out of bed because mm. like the alarm's going off. They're like, "What the fuck? What's going on?" Like, yep. And then we get a shot. Of Bennings um, runs the childs. In, in this section, like, all the dudes getting out of bed. And he goes, McCready wants a flamethrower. And he's like, McCready wants what? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so Childs must be the guy who's always in charge of the flamethrower for yeah. some reason. Yeah, he, he pulled the, the long straw. He wanted that fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to the whole gang now is in the doorway of the dog pen just looking. McCready has a shotgun. Yep. Now for some reason. Yes. Um. So yeah, they've they've start they've taken out the dogs to end their suffering, and the 
the thing, mutant dog, it kind of jumps up towards the roof. It's, but now it's a hairless, massive dog. Yeah, and it grows these weird, weird arms. So, like, it sort of grows the weird arms up and it's just like... Yeah, it grows it like claws. up to the roof so it can kind of pull itself yeah, up. Yeah, it's like a chin up up yeah. into the roof. <laughs> like, buff dude arms come like, out of it. And later, like, later, later, um, later. Yeah, and basically puts out a bunch of tentacles. Yep. And then Charles comes in, he lights that motherfucker up with the flamethrower. Yeah, lights cool. him up. Everything goes on fire. Um, and then once again, we now get another monster autopsy. And this looks really good as well. Like the effects are just... Yeah, so basically the flamethrower like, killed it. That's all we can assume. Yeah, we are under the assumption that, that fire is good. Kills monster. Mm. We see like in this mass, like another shot of like everyone is looking at this smoking mess. There's eyes in it. We can see like human eyes. There's in yeah. masses of flesh. There's rogue mouths. <laughs> it's basically like a Cronenberg fucking wet dream. Pretty much, yeah. Because I mean, from what we we are understanding of whatever this is, is like, has it consumed other things? Before? We can, like, yeah, we can see on? bits of dog in it. There's yeah. like you know dog heads and stuff that emerge into other shit. Yeah. Everything's melded into one. Um, and then because it's, all this is happening and then uh, Dr. Blair, he's having doing going through another autopsy. We kind of missed out on the bit where the, the flower bit comes out. Oh, it's like... Blah, 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 blah. No, no, and then because uh, like, um, child flames the monster, but just before like a big flower comes out. Anyway. Yeah. And then they put it out with the extinguisher. And then we cut to the next day and then everyone's looking at the dogs. So we're back to where we were. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Blair sort of, he, t- he turns around and he's like, um, he, he gives them the 411 on what's happening. And he's like, uh, you see what we're talking about? Uh, here is an organ- organism that imitates other life forms. And it, it, in- it imitates them perfectly. When this thing attacked our dogs, it tried to digest them, mm. absorb them. And then in the process, shape its own cells to imitate them. This, for instance, that's not dog. It's imitation. We got to Even a bef- and he's pointing at a dog. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, there's like a few like uh, that's not bits dog. on it. Yeah, that's not like, dog. We got to it before it had time to finish. Imitating these dogs, yeah. Yep. Um, uh, so Dr. Cooper, the other dog. Um, <laughs> Dr. He, Cooper, Dr. Hanging, hanging, hanging with, Dr. with Dr. Cooper. Fuck yes. Um, he starts, he's sedating the remaining dogs um, and just sort of like, he's talking to Clark like, how long were you left alone with that dog? And this is the first time that we start to see suspicions rolling around. Yeah, but Blair's also saying to Clark, Clark, did you see anything strange about the dog? And he's like, no, no strange. It's no. a dog. How long were you alone with that dog? And he's like, I don't know, an hour, hour and a half. And he's like, why do you look at me like that? And he goes, it's nothing, just a hunch, yeah. Blair. And Blair's already clicked on there. He kind of knows it. Like, I don't know how he knows, but he's he knows straight away kind of what's going on. Like, yeah, it seems weird that the, you know these dogs are simulating. Yep. How do they do it? Mm. So we get this. Uh, they're now watching. They've pulled out the Norwegian tapes and they, they're watching the portable video device. They are, and they're watching um, the this video of them drilling into the snow and ice, and we can see something buried under the ice. Um, they start using thermite charges, and they're like, whatever it was, it was big, and it was bigger than that block of ice you found. Yeah, we <laughs> kind of see like this blurred footage of like these Norwegians standing, what would in be a around, circle. yeah, a circle of, of uh, where this thing is that they're in, and of, like how what is this huge like oval sized area they are that they're mm. blowing these charges out of, and then um, McCready's like, let's go there. He's like, yeah, let's just go check it out. So yeah, they they head. 
Um, they get in the helicopter. Get to the chopper and they head over and we see this massive crater in the ice. Um, and there is a giant spaceship. Seems like they've been there for longer than eight weeks. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so it's this giant spaceship at the bottom of a crater. And it's they the flying saucer from the start of the film, oh, Jen. It Who really would have thought? Is. Oh my god! Yeah, you're right. You didn't need that bit at the start. So eh? convenient. No, it's you so really ham- don't. It's so ham-fisted. A little bit. Um, so they spelunk down uh, to take a closer look, and uh, the doc, Doc Cooper, um, he's like, the ice it's buried in is a uh, hundred thousand years old. So that shot we watched was a hundred thousand years in the past. Yes. So it crash landed so long ago. Um, he's like, I don't know, thousands of years ago it crashed and this thing gets thrown out or crawls out and ends up freezing in the ice. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and then they have like a group chat. <laughs> or they find the hole. They find the square hole a bit yeah. like, uh, it's just you know, like a kilometer 20, or something 20 away. meters or whatever yeah. away from it's the, the, the thing. So they're like, ah, he's So, uh, like, okay, cool. I don't know why they didn't investigate more of the ship. Yeah, you would think that, okay, we found an alien spacecraft. Let's go check it out. Nah. No. Just leave it. Let's just go back it's to the trouble. base. It's just trouble. It's beyond my pay grade, mate. Like, they didn't have the budget to make a whole alien spaceship. No. Anyway, they cut back to the camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all back now. Yep. Um, it, and McCready's explaining it all to the gang yep. of what they found and stuff like that. Yeah. Then we get Niles, Chef Niles. He rolls in, literally, on his roller skates. He goes, <laughs> Which one of you been tossing the dirty underwear in my trash? <laughs> dirty draws. Dirty draws. Yeah. Uh, he's pissed off because someone has thrown ripped up dirty clothes. Uh, and, and what are they? Um, it's like long johns. Long johns. Yeah. yeah. In, in, his, in his like in his kitchen trash. Yeah. And he all, tosses that in. All of the clothes have name tags on them, but these don't. They've been ripped off. Somebody ripped off. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. He tosses mm-hmm. them into the room. McCready picks them up for a couple of seconds. Looks at him and puts him down again. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a passing phase, but it needs to be mentioned because it comes up later. It does. Uh, Dr. Blair. Uh, to he's, him. He's in uh, his little room. His laboratory. He is uh, running some computer rendition of a simulation of animal cells on his computer, mm. which is cool. Black um, and green screen. Like, eh, definitely. Eh, it's like eh. this little thing walking, making its way downtown, eating something. Um, and he, he literally presses two keys and it pops up with probability that one or more team members may be infected by intruder organism, 75%. Uh-oh. Fuck. Mm-hmm. There could be more than one of them. And then he, like, taps another couple. It's like, projection. If intruder organism reaches civilized areas, entire world population infected, 27 thousand hours from first contact so twenty seven thousand hours two thousand seven hundred hours apologize two seven yeah uh that's just over three years is it i think so no no if it was 20 how long is it i don't know how many hours are in a year i don't know how many hours are in a day 24 You're doing the math right now. I'm going to do the math right now. First, I have to find the calculator on my phone. You're doing that math. So 24 times, what is it, 360, how many days in a year? 365. 365 equals hours. So there's that much in a year. 8,760. So it's it's only a couple of months. Okay, there you go. 
I can't do math. No, because you thought it was a hundred. You thought it was two hundred and seventy thousand. I did. I thought it was so much more. Anyway, uh, Doc he kind of scratches his noodle a little bit and he opens his desk drawer and pulls a, a gun and he knows what's up. He knows what's going to happen. He knows. He worded out very quickly. He did, but he He's keeps smart. it to himself. He does. Well, you would because if you're and the only person his... who knows. You don't want to cause panic. Yeah, he keep and he stays in his hut. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he's got his gun now. Yeah, and he's very concerned. You know, he cut back to uh, McCready drinking. He's he's once again he's drinking his whiskey and uh, checking out the them drawers. Yeah, the undies. He's like mm. sitting there stewing, going, got my JB, got these ripped up undies. <laughs> think I'm forming a thought. He's gonna have a sniff. <laughs> gonna have a thought. Think. <laughs> um, Bennings and Windows pop in and they're like, oi. We need you need to go collect your stuff from whatever room it is because they got to put some bodies in there. Yeah, we're gonna move like the big monster flesh dog mass into the store and get your shit out of there. Yeah. Uh, so he goes off to collect his stuff, and uh, once he's while he's doing that, he heads out. Um, he's he notices Forks is there. He heads out and he needs to have a chat. Forks is the younger scientist. So yeah. He's the Falks. Falks. He's the yep. I call him the blood doctor. Yeah, the blood doctor. He's like the black the hema. Hematologist? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Windows oh, and Bennings. Yeah, they they're bring in, in the, the room. They bring in the, uh, the the blob monster in a blanket. Yes. He's all wrapped up because. And they have like a conversation. They they feel that they should probably burn it. It's like we should probably get rid of this and burn it. And he's like, no man, it's a find of the century. So that's, why would you burn the find of the century? But he's like, so- that's gonna make. Uh, win someone else the mobile peace, uh, no, the Nobel it, Peace Prize. No, yeah. like, why not you guys? <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> no, someone else. So Windows he leaves George alone for some reason. Um, George is still there. He's like going through some stuff, grabbing some stuff down, and we see this very quick shot of some blood ooze dripping from the two-faced corpse that's sitting there. Wait, the blood, yeah, the flesh, ma- flesh mass is starting to melt a mm-hmm. bit. It is. Um, they think that there is something wrong with the doc and they start reading his journals. Is Fox reading it? We're talking about Blair. Blair, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Well Doc basically, um, Dr. Cooper. Yes. He asked to talk to McCready in private and he's like, I need to talk to him in private. I need to talk to him in private. <laughs> come, come, come. And they go and talk in private in like the snowplow. Yeah, that's right. So they go out to the snowplow and he's like, Blair's locked himself in his room. Yeah. Um, and then he, he's found Blair's journal and he's like, you know, he reads lines like, it can imitate you by just spending time with you. You know, you know, the cells in the creatures were not dead. Yeah. So they're like, and then McCready looks at, at he's like, basically he's the look on his face is like, fuck. Yeah. He's like, so their he, remains, they ain't dead. So basically, yeah. So McCready now and Cooper know that Blair knows what's going on. He's kept to himself and he's hiding in his room. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Windows comes sauntering back into the room, which is now full of blood. And back we into the, yeah, into the yeah, storeroom. Back into the storeroom. And we see um, that Bennings is now being assimilated to the the thing. But we also find, see a bunch of ripped up clothes with blood all over them. Yeah, right? and he's he's kind of on this chair and he is shirtless. Yeah, and he's, he's kind of like... He's kind of melting a bit. He's like liquidy. There's mm-hmm. tentacles around him. He's like... Yeah. So it's sort of coming into him and the, he fucking, Windows Mid, just bails off to go get Mac. Yeah, yeah, Windows like, fuck this shit, I ain't paid enough. <laughs> he doesn't say that at all. Um, 
Bennings escapes through the window and he heads out into the snow and everyone takes Chase after him. They surround him and he's kind of like kneeling on the ground. You can see that his arm is like this like giant fucking thing. Oh, both his arms are like They're not quite. Yeah, they're not. And also Windows went and got uh, Dr. Cooper McCready from the snowplow. So everyone is out. The gang's all here. Around Bennings who's now like letting out this inhuman sound. Oh, my God, it's disgusting. He's just looking great. And he's got, yeah, he's got these crab claws. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, uh, have you seen that new movie that's got the two superheroes in it? It's like a comedy. Um, Is it the one with Melissa McCarthy? Is that the Ghostbusters lady? Yes. Yeah. I I haven't watched it yet. But there's a, a character in that who is played by, um, oh, what's his name from Arrested Development, the main character. Oh, I don't know that guy. Yeah. I know the guy you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and he's got, he's got crab yep. claws for arms. It reminded me of that. Like, <laughs> he's great. called The Crab. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jason Bateman. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, anyhow, he's got his crab claws. He's yelling. He's on the ground, like, kneeling. He doesn't even know what's going on. He's like... Yeah, so he it hasn't had time to like figure out what is happening, what it is. It hasn't had a chance to do anything yet. Yeah, they're like Bennings, and like someone else, don't. This isn't Bennings anymore. Because yeah. uh, who says that? McCready? Oh no, Dr. Somebody Cooper. Somebody says it. Someone who knows what's going on. It's, yeah. it's either Bennings or Dr. Cooper because they're the only ones who know what's going on apart from Blair. Yeah, and they basically just set him on fire. Yeah, they're like, you know what? No, yeah, McCready kicks over a barrel of fuel mm-hmm. and then uh, lights it on fire and they basically just have a, a, a Bennings barbecue. Yeah, And it's just stand around him and uh, watch him burn. And McCready looks at everyone else and goes, got to burn the rest of them as well, as mm-hmm. in the corpses they got in the storage room. Yep. So they start to make a very snowy fire pit. Um, so they basically like just snow plow a bunch of uh, snow together to make a kind of like a little... Yeah, pit, fire yeah, pit. Yeah, fire pit. And they basically just light it all up with the flamethrower. Yeah, they put like they put the corpse that they bought but bought back from the Norwegians. They put the dog corpse, like flesh mass in there. They put probably Bennings a bit more of him in there. <laughs> Whatever's Everything left of Bennings. Everything that's mutinized, they've popped in this hole and they've burnt it and that's it. From what I can tell is like the burning doesn't kill it. Mm-hmm. It just makes it, do- it just stops it. Yeah. And then the way to kill it is not, not you can't. Mm. But they, you cover it with snow and it goes to sleep. Well, that's the thing. Like, and they're like, someone else's problem. Well, that's right. That you got to kind of bury it in the snow. So they should really just be going out into the middle of nowhere, digging a very, 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 very big hole and just like, floop. You should have put it back in with the alien ship. And then covered it up. Anyhow, um, I cover it up, done. And then you're like, well, that clip, right, it, if they'd done that soon or whatever, but now you're like, so there's no, those monsters are taken care of. But now it's like, <laughs> who else is it assimilated? Perfectly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, it, this, now it's all coming out. I heard it, it, it assimilates you perfectly, except it just gives you a massive dick. <laughs> so you had to like have a bit where you like, expect all, right, all each guys, other's dicks. Drop trout. Drop it down. Because they, they go into the camp and they already know each other's dick size. Oh, you do. Now yeah. they're like, you know. Oh, man, you've been there for at least a couple of weeks. You would have had a dick off by now. <laughs> you would have had a dick off within the first 20 minutes. It's like, all right, guys, what's the first thing we do? All right, take your D- pants dick off. Dick off. <laughs> um, that didn't happen. That's not That's not part of the story. Sorry about that. <laughs> that is not. Anyhow, uh, they cover up the burner and then they're like, they they go find Blair and they can't find Blair. Yep. Um, And then they're like, where's Blair? He's not in his cabin. Yep, he's not. He's nowhere to be found. And Windows, he's again. He's in the radio room, and everyone else is in the rec room. And Mac spies uh, Mac McCready. Mac McCready. Yeah, they do call him Mac a couple of times. They do. Uh, they spy. He spies the doc jumping out of the helicopter, and, and he then goes. Blair. 
Blair, yep, sorry, Blair, um, and he goes off to investigate. The chopper has absolutely been wrecked. Yeah, the whole dash is out. There's wires sparking, even though there's nothing on. (laughs) No. And McCready, he goes uh, running into the camp. Um, Doc is now in the... We hear a gunshot. We do. Blair is in the uh, radio room. And he's just going crazy. He's got an axe and he's, he's smashing, smashing up the radio. So he's like, so he's, he's gone, also got a gun. He's gone troppo, as I've written. He's basically got, he realizes how much of a threat this is to the world. And yep. he's like taking it upon himself to destroy the radio so it can't. He realizes that they're a lost cause. Yeah, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. So exactly. Like, so Blair, he's like, isn't no a bad one guy. is getting If anything, in or out. Blair has got it together quite well. Well, except he, he does it in a very crazy way. He does. But you kind of wonder, has he been assimilated? Like, is he the th- one of the things? Is You know, the, the suspicion. Yeah, but there. the thing wouldn't destroy radio contact. No, it the thing kind of wants to assimilate other people. Yeah, yeah. so and we see windows. He's carrying the corner. Blair has obviously bonked him on the head. And he's, yep. he's, he's not. He's a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> he's the one who does get sex at orgies. Yes. Yeah, he would be. He's the one that just rocks up. He didn't bring a drink. He didn't bring any snacks. He wasn't even invited. <laughs> no, he wasn't invited, but they're like, yay, Windows. <laughs> Come donk me. You know, it's a good party when Windows rocks up. We see um, Childs runs in as well. and he like, to Because the, the gang now are like hiding. They're kind of hiding in the hallway. Because like, they're like, yeah. we can't run in. He's got an axe and he's going crazy. Mm. And so Childs runs up as well and he's like, ah. Oh. He's gone crazy. He killed the rest of the dogs as yeah. well. And then he's, we see- he's destroyed the chopper, the tractor, and he's killed the dogs. Um, Clark, when he hears about the dogs, like you see him go, oh, fuck my dogs. He runs he off. He runs. He it's runs sad. to go see his dogs because he's yeah. like, he's dog bro. He loves the dogs. Oh, it's his um, job. And then Mac, uh, McCready and uh, Childs, they rush in to try and take him down. No, first, no, no. Um, Childs, McCready goes to Childs, go around the other side and talk to him to put him off. Mm. And then... McCready gets a table. <laughs> he goes, go get me a table. Yeah. So he gets him like a portable table. And yeah, and so like Charles goes to talk to Blair on the other side of the room and he takes a sh- – because he, he's got a gun. He mm. takes a shot at Charles, which misses him. And at that point when he's back's turn, McCready runs in with the table as a shield. Charles goes to cut, like swing the axe at him, but the axe gets stuck in the table. And then they kind of all just pile up on top of Blair and just punch him out. Yeah. Uh, Sorted. (laughs) Sorted. Uh, They lock uh, Blair up in the tool shed for his own good, you know. We also cut to uh, Clark upset looking at his dead dogs for a little while. I didn't want to mention because that was so heartbreaking seeing that dog with the axe in its throat. I didn't like that at all. So they lock lock Blair up in his uh, room. Mm -hmm. And his room, he's got... He's in in the tool shed. They lock him in the tool shed. Oh, tool shed. He's out in an outdoor tool shed, so he's not part of... The main camp, so mm-hmm. you know, it's somewhere they can lock him. He's quarantined. He's quarantined. We understand that. He's, a, we he's quarantined in the tool shed with a whole bunch of tools to mm. make things. Yeah. Um, and he's just like. And they sedate him as well. They give him yeah. an injection and he's kind of calmed down now. And everyone leaves the, the room. And as like, uh, you know, McCready's the last to leave and he goes, Blair says to him, McCready, um, I don't know who to trust. Yep. Um, Watch Clark. And watch him close. Yeah, Blair says, yeah. "Watch Clark. Just watch you. Watch him close." Because so Blair is convinced that Clark is one of the monsters yeah. because he had. Well, he's uh, the one who spent the most time with the dog. The dag. Yeah. Or did he? Oh. We don't know who the shadow was, but then again, yeah. he did put the dog in there. I don't know. We yeah, there's not quite. 
Because at first when I watched this as a kid, I thought you just had to spend time with them. Mm. But no, it actually has to grab you, Mm -hmm. dissolve you, Mm -hmm. and then become you. Mm -hmm. It's not instant. So I always thought it was like really scary, the fact that you just had to spend time with them. Oh, okay. Like I thought, because they said that, how much time did you spend? I, I thought, fuck, does it just like absorb you and out of existence no no it actually has to grab you kill you absorb you then change into the thing and that's its that's its weakness is that it change it, clothes as well that and yeah it yeah it has to grab clothes and stuff like that um anyhow yeah so they they've come to the realization that they are completely cut off until uh, to civilization they are in trouble and the best thing that they could possibly do is uh, just wait until spring um, but then McCready, he's just like, uh, fuck that. We need to know who it could be because... He says someone in this camp isn't who they seem to be. Yes. Um, and he's like, he asked Cooper, Dr. Cooper, he's like, is there a test we can do? And he's like, well, we do have samples of everyone's blood. Mm-hmm. I could do a test, I'm sure. He, he, he starts working on, you know, some way to, like, do a, create a test or to see who is not a human. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he basically even though it replicates you down to your cellular form, so it would just be fine. Like it would be a pretty hard test to create. Well, I think as well because like if it's still in the process of hasn't finalized its simulation, then there's still a possibility. And yeah, we cut to um, Doc Cooper mm-hmm. in his lab. He's like, guys, get in here! Someone has fucked up all the blood samples. They have destroyed them already. Fuck. And they're like. You know, the, the blood. Who had access to this? And, like, you it's know. It's immediately they start, like, pointing fingers. It's not even, they're not even playing polite. It, it is immediately, like, who has access to this? Like, you. Like, Doc Cooper's like, I'm the only one who has access to this. You're the only one who has access to the keys. He's, like, pointing at Gary. Gary's so they start the finger key. pointing at these guys. Gary, I think, is security of the place because he's yeah. got a gun and he has access to keys and stuff like that. So, Gary, old, old man Gary's like, well, yeah, someone could have lifted them off me. Yep. As in, I love the word lifted. And they're like, you know, everyone's just suddenly like, bullshit. And then they're like, well, it wasn't me. And everyone starts to not trust everyone. And this is where you get the, the majesty of this film. It's a bunch of manly men mm-hmm. who just don't know how to deal with any... Uh, it's, 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 a, it's a threat they can't just punch in the face. Yeah. And they, can't, they don't know what to do. They're like, but... No. Because it's these people that they've known for quite a long time and they're all together they've been together there for however long like and all of a sudden they can't trust them it's been very stressful and it's uh, it turns into a yelling match they it all just really start does. yelling at each other poor windows he he stresses out he doesn't like people yelling he runs down the hole and he smashes into the gun locker they have heaps of guns here i don't they know do. what like so there's about seven shotguns mm-hmm. windows gets out a shotgun he starts to do it you know you know, Gary runs down with his little handgun and he points at window. He's like, put down the gun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, McCready comes in. He's like, fuck, dudes. Like, let everybody calm down, dudes. okay? Like, just, whoo, chill. Shh, blue oceans. Yeah, um, yeah uh, they, they calm down. Gary realizing that, like, with all the mistrust in this room, that, like... Well, a lot of that mistrust is being directed at Gary at, as at well. At him. He's so like, he's I think like... everyone would feel better if someone else is in charge. So he puts down the handgun. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I nominate Norris. Mm. Norris, who hasn't been in the film really much. He, Norris is an overweight, curly-haired, orange-haired man. Wearing a Pamela Voorhees sweater. Yep, Pamela Voorhees' sweater. <laughs> so I can imagine him, like, you know, if anyone was, you know, say which one of these people looks like Jabba the Hutt, it would be him. 
Norris, he's like, ah, oh, nah. He turns down the job. He's like, I'm not really up to it. I don't really want to be the leader kind yeah. of thing. And out of nowhere, McCready just picks up the gun. He's like, I think we need someone a bit more uh, evenly tempered. Yeah, a bit more level-headed. Yeah, you know, as in talking about himself. You know, the guy that drinks a lot of scotch should be the guy with the gun. Yeah. You know, and he, he starts to give a speech about vulnerability. He's like, you know, we're all vulnerable. Like, you, that's it. Like, there's a storm coming in six hours and we are going to find out. He's like, one way or another, we're going to find out who is who. Mm. And are they burn all the blood samples now because the blood samples could be infected. Yes, yes, yes. And they could have been, you know, whatever. And they basically put um, uh, Gary and Doc Cooper and Clark they get forced into a quarantine because they are all pretty certain that these, if anyone is going to be the thing, it's going to be these three. Yeah, because I, Clark was with the dogs. Gary was like the only one who supposedly had the key to the blood locker. And who's the other one? Doc Cooper. Doc Cooper had the, uh, access to the blood locker. So in their, in their simple man minds, mm-hmm. they're like, they're the only ones that can be. So they quarantine there. Yep. And then McCready says a line here like, I know I'm human. Does that happen here? Um, so they basically, yeah, they kind of drug them, they sedate them, and, and that that's about it. Because then we cut back to McCready in his room, mm. and he's on the tape. And he's like, I'm going to hide this tape when I'm finished. If none of us make it, at least there will be some kind of record. The storm has been hitting us hard now for 48 hours. We still have nothing to go on. One other thing. I think it rips through your clothes when it takes over you. Windows found some shredded long johns, but the name tags were missing. So it means one man at yeah. least is not who he seems. They could be anybody's. Nobody. And Nobody trusts anyone now, and we're all very tired. McCready's sitting there. He's coming up with a plan. He is formulating. He's formulating. The little cogs are starting to turn. In. Yep. And who does he go visit? But Falks. 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 Doctor. Doctor Young. Yes. <laughs> doctor not old. Blood um, doctor. Yep. And he, he lets him know, he's like, everyone, uh, Falks lets him know that everyone should start prepping their own meals and eat out of cans. Yeah, why not? So as as he's saying that and McCready leaves, the light starts to dim and he lights a candle. Um, someone walks past and runs outside and he basically follows after. Hmm. What? What's going on? So the power's gone out, yep. basically. So he's outside now and he's investigating and he lights a flare. He's trying to have a look around, and he finds some torn clothes with McCready's name on it. Printed on them. Uh-oh. Fucking McCready. Oh, just on the great... This is a really confusing bit of the film, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, so Dr. Cooper, blood Dr. Cooper, he's, he's walked outside with a flare. He's found McCready's clothes all torn up. Um, is his name Foot? Fooch? How do you say his Fucks. name? Fucks. 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 Yeah. F-U-C-H-S. And they're Fooch. Yeah. Fulchers. Fulchers or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's his name? Do- uh, yeah. Dr. Fulch? Dr. Fox. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So then, and then like that scene's over and then it cuts to them not being able to find him. Mm. Like, yeah, so they go out to the, the tool shed to, to check on Dr. Doc Blair and be like, have you seen Fox? Um, you know, at this point, like, as well, what I really kind of find funny is, like, he's sitting there in his, like, long johns, he's kind of eating something or doing something, he's just tied a noose and the noose is just sort of hanging there, just yeah. inconspicuously, it's fine. And he's like, I, look, I just, please, I don't know where he is, just please let me back in the side. Like, I'm better now. There, there ain't nothing wrong with me, like, you know, let me back in. And, McCready's, you know, McCready's like, fuck that noise. Yeah, he's like, nah. He just shuts the door on him and, you know, walks off. 
So then they find Fulch's body yes. all burnt up. Yes. Is it Fulch though? Yes. F- just, just out of the blue, just like just out of all the burnt up. Like, go tell the others. And then McCready, he's like, he's like, well, what are you going to do? And he's like, I'm going back to my shack. And he's like, why? And he's like, I didn't leave the lights on. Yeah, yeah. I left the, went out there yesterday and I didn't leave the lights on. And we can mm-hmm. see the lights are on in his shack. Yep. It's getting pretty stormy now as well. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. nighttime, by the way. Yes. Because that's why he's like that. Then we cut back to the gang, kind of just waiting for the others to come back. So yeah. McCready, um, Niles, and someone else went up to McCready's shack. Yes. To check it out. I, no, I think it was just the two guys. I think it was just Niles and McCready. McCready and Niles, yeah. Yep. And they're kind of sort of standing at the window looking. They're like, how long have they been out there now? And they start, yeah, okay, let's just start boarding up. So they just start closing all the doors, boarding up the windows, and um, they then spy out of the window. They spy Niles heading back. By himself, um, all cold. All by himself. Um, they open the And there's a storm happening now. Oh, yeah, so it's, it's like, like minimal zero visibility. Visibi- they yeah. need like ropes. There's ropes everywhere. Yeah, so you so can they, find your way back. Yeah, so, so yeah, they lost. tie ropes between the buildings so they can you can walk along and not yeah. get lost in the thing. And he's like, he says, like, he, uh, he goes, I was out there with McCready and I found a torn up shirt with his name on it. Yeah. And uh, he, he said, I kept it to myself, but on the way back, I, I cut him loose. Yeah. I cut him loose, as in he cut the snow line. And, like, so McCready's now lost out in the snow. He's gone. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Tensions are high. Fucking hell. And then they all start kind of fighting again because that's what you do. Yeah, they're like, just start. What, what are we going to do? Like, everyone's scared. Tensions are high. It's what, it's what you do. The door handle starts rattling. And they're like, oh, it's, it's, it's him. McCready's it's trying to get so in. now they're like, convinced that it's McCready because they found evidence that it's McCready torn uh, up close. They don't sense. open it. They're like, nah. Yeah. And then they suddenly hear a smash and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, the supply window. Yep. So Charles grabs an axe and they start uh, cutting into the, the door of the supply uh, of the room because McCready is in there. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. they burst in. And McCready is there and he is fro- his beard is all frozen and he has a stick of dynamite and he lights the flare. No, he's, he's actually got dynamite all around. It's all around It's like him. a suicide like vest yeah. Ooh, uh, take before more. they were in vogue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he has the flamethrower and, you know, a, uh, a dynamite stick. He's threatening. He's like, you know, if anyone messes with me, the whole camp goes up. And suddenly McCready's in charge again. <laughs> Yep. Well, that's how that's how most. But it's like everyone thinks now they are one hundred percent sure that McCready is a bad guy. Yep. McCready has them all kind of a hostage with this dynamite. So it's it, there are a lot part of this film from now on. If you can imagine, everyone is kind of looking at McCready, waiting for an opportunity to open to take him out. Yep. But Two he, of them do. I think uh, Vance definitely does. And yeah, but, yeah. Niles and Norris. Yep. And Norris, old man, fat man Norris. Try to grab McCready, but you know McCready just—he's just—he kind of just steps aside. He's he like, pushes him off. No, um, Van, uh, Mor- and Norris falls Norris, over because yeah. he's so you know he's so tubular. <laughs> he falls and on the ground. He starts having a heart attack. Oh no, not a heart attack! Get the duck and bring the others. Yeah, McCready's like, get he's it, like, get no Norris to the Medi Bay. Yeah, no one is leaving my site. Yeah, so, so McCready's McCready, still there with the dynamite and the flamethrower in the Medi Bay with everyone, like you know. It, McCready's in ultimate defensive mode. Oh yeah, he he is just ready. Like he's like one side look away from just lighting everyone on fire. Yeah, just it's killing fine. everyone. It's, it's sorted. He'll do it. He'll um, You know, and he's like, he goes, "I'm not the thing." McCready's like, "I'm not it." Someone has framed me. Someone framed by ripping out my clothes and putting in the thing. Like you'd ever believe that? No. Um, and then, oh, meanwhile, the doc, um, doc is start 
he's like doing CPR onto a Norris. Onto Norris and that. Yep. And he's like, it's not working. Get out the fucking defibrillators. His heart's yes. stopping. Yes. You know, you know, what do they think? Yeah, that's what yeah, they call defibrillators. Def- yeah. The things go clear and they like hit him <laughs> on their chest. Exactly. And he's basically like on top of him. He is straddling him and he gets handed the def- defibrillators and he goes to, to, to sort of jam them into his chest. But fucking what happens instead? He, Norris's uh, whole abdomen basically opens up to reveal some kind of like teeth, mouth, and his hands go right through as well. This looks really cool. This is done so like, it's just like a split second. So whatever they did to it was just so good. His hands go in, the Mm. mouth shuts, the teeth go into it, and he is basically like his arms get ripped off. Yeah, so now Doc Doc doesn't have any arms. They've been bitten off by Norris's chest mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And Uh, then, of course, like, you know, like all this crap starts coming out of yeah, the chest Norris as well. Is like, so this is all practical. Norris's body on the table starts convulsing and shaking. All these, like, we can only assume uh, are those rubber tubes with air rubbing through them and liquid starts... Yeah, a whole new fucking head comes out. Yeah, a block... Yeah, a whole mass just comes out of Norris and, like, kind of grabs onto the ceiling. It has, mm. like, a long, elongated neck with Norris's head on it. Yeah. So it's kind Norris's of like... Norris's new head. Norris's better head. Mm-hmm. At least it's got it on a thin body now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the, obviously it was, it was... It's been interrupted. Like, I think he did defibrillate him once, didn't he? And then he went for a second round. I and, think so. And that's probably what woke it up. It was, like, combo- it was kind of making itself with inside Norris or some mm. shit. Who knows? He was busy. He was hanging out, you know. Anyway, it's this thing. It's, it's 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 attached to the ceiling. It's got like insect kind of arms holding it up on the ceiling. It's got like Norris's head on a big l- fucking tentacle neck. Yeah. It's disgusting. It, it's yeah, a, it's, it's so cool. And it still has like a organs and masses connecting itself to Norris's body on the table. Yeah. It's all animatronic. It's all slimy. It's all it's moving. So cool. And McCready just fucking. Yeah, he like he just it. lights it up. But as he's lighting it up, what he doesn't realize is is Norris's actual head, the real Norris's head, um, is pulling stretching. itself up. It is literally stretching off of the body, and you can see the flesh pulling and ripping. And it's kind of ripping. We see these organs inside. They're all like long tubes that are popping like blisters mm. and stuff. And I'm like, man, this looks, this looks so-, so good. And the whole, like Norris's head, I reckon a lot of money went into this head. It is completely animatronic. Its mouth is opening and closing. Its eyes are opening and closing. Mm-hmm. It's full moving the whole time. So it doesn't look like a mannequin head. It no. looks like no. a head. It's, They've done like next... a full cast of him. They've done something. It's wicked. And it kind of stretching out and it flops over the edge of the table and it slowly blobs down yeah. onto the ground. And this is no one knows sees this happening because it's like no, on the other side. They're busy focusing on the giant Norris head. That's, that's happening. Yeah, and then its mouth opens and a tentacle comes out and kind of whiplashes itself to a chair. Yeah, so it can drag itself and it along drags the ground. It's, its head along the ground. It's also animatronic. It's all moving and shit. No one's noticing that because they're no. all like concentrating on this flaming body. They're all... They're always arguing. They're always Meanwhile, yelling. this is also, it starts like all the spider legs start growing yeah, it out start- of its head, which they did, um, they paid homage to that in the second It movie. I don't know if you saw that or noticed yeah, that yeah, yeah. with the kid and his little head. And yeah, that was cool. Um, and then it goes and hides under the Yeah, it also grows table. tentacle eyes on yeah. stalks like a, a snail. Ah. And it's, uh, it's like it can walk now. It's like a spider, but the head is upside down, but it has yeah. its own eyes coming out. 
And like, this is a great scene. You see it like trying to bail. It's trying to escape because it's yeah. like, oh, fuck. They got a flamethrower. I'm just ahead now. I got to just crawl out of the it room. Does. It kind of peeks out front of the table. It's like, yeah, I can make it. Yeah, yeah. And it, you see everyone looking towards the camera and you see in the background this little yeah. head trying to run out the room. And you, then we see, um, what's his, the guy's like name? Like McCready turns no, around. No, it's no, the it's other not- guy. It's the punk guy who's another Palmer. Help. Palmer. Yep. Palmer, who, like, if you can imagine, he wears, like, a sleeveless denim jacket. Yeah. He's, like, an ex-Vietnam vet I got from him. Like, yeah. you know, the dudes are, like... He's the guy that had too much fun. Too much fun in Vietnam. He's thin. He, yep. he was on probably on the, on the gear for on a the, while. Yep. And now he's off of it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, mm-hmm. he looks around. Uh, uh, they all kind of look around at the same time and see this head walking out the room. And, and Palmer's, like... You gotta be fucking kidding me! <laughs> and instantly, McCready just lights his head up on yeah. fire. He just turns around and just—he doesn't even batter an eyelid. He's like, "I'm used to this now." Mm-hmm. Great scene, mm-hmm. like, oh, oh man, God. like the gore and the and the—it's there's so much detail and beautiful blobbiness happening. And yeah, like, like I just very... really want to find documentary. I would just I, this is why I like this is why I buy DVDs because I want all the special features. I want to learn and see what you know, they do. Blu-ray has special features on them as well. Whatever, Blu-rays it, DVDs are cheaper, I don't care. Anyhow. Anyway. <laughs> well, what are they going to do now? Well, Mac- they all start pointing fingers and fighting again. Yeah, and then McCready's like, "Nah, guys, guys, he instructs them all. He's still kind of in threatened mode. Are they still like not he's, trusting him? He's still yeah, threatening. He's, he's still, still defense. The, he's, he's still pure defense right now. He's still got the dynamite. <laughs> he's, he's still got a fucking, you know, yeah. a terrorist jacket on. <laughs> he's um he he gets all the guys to like tie themselves up or something. Yeah, he pulls them all into a room and basically um they he he's threatening, he's like, if any one of you fucking comes near me, I will shoot you i will kill you and i think at this point like clark goes to run for him clark yeah yeah Yeah. so clark goes to run for him and grab him and he just turns and shoots him in the head no 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 um in the the previous scene where all that shit was going down we see clark grab a scalpel off of Mm. one of the the benches in the medibay and at this point we see clark gets out the scalpel because mccready's like i want half you guys to tie yourselves to the chair and 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 we'll work from there kind of thing Clark gets a scalpel out, tries to run at uh, McCready, and McCready just turns around and instantly executes him. Shoots him Headshot, head. straight Damn. dead. Damn. Catch around, dick face. Yep. Oh, poor Daryl. Um, so, yeah, so now they're all in this room and they've all tied themselves to each other and he's decided that we are going to draw a little blood. Yeah. They're so- all going to have a go. So he's kind of... Sorted out his own little experiment. Yeah, he gets Windows. At the moment, he kind of trusts Windows. His Windows is the only one who hasn't kind of argued with anyone and he's been beaten up. Yeah. And he, he makes Windows tie all the remaining dudes to a fucking big couch mm-hmm. kind of thing. They're tied up. They're all together. And he's like, he comes up with this plan. He's like, you know, the duck says like every part of its cell is a living thing. And it's got a natural, def- you know, defense that it doesn't want to get hurt. So I figure if we take some blood from everyone... And um, I'm going to heat up a wire. And if we put that wire in there, it's going to try and defend itself and react Mm because every part of it. And they're like, not the worst plan. (laughs) Hey, it's the only plan we got. So he's standing there as well. And he's like peeled off the plastic. He's got a big thick wire. Yeah, he's peeled off the plastic part of it. And he's just like kind of heating it up over his. uh, With his flamethrower. With his flamethrower. Flamethrower is on low. Yep. 
It's not flaming out. It's like, no, it's just like that warmth before. Um, got- so he, everyone starts to... So first he goes like to windows. Like, first we'll test you. Yeah. Oh, your windows goes around and gets everyone's blood. Yeah. With a fucking knife and gets a lot of blood and puts it into Petri dishes with everyone's name yeah, on them. Yeah, it's a lot of blood. Well, yeah, he's not, he's not a doctor, Windows. No, he's really he's not. He's a radio he's, man. He is, yep. Um, and so he picks up each Petri dish one at a time. First he has Windows. Clear. Puts the, yeah, puts the wire in it. The wire just... Fit, Burns it, through. It, it yep. Just like, yep. nothing happens. He's like, you're all good. Okay. McCready does it to himself. And he goes, now I'm going to prove to you guys what I knew all along. Yeah. He puts it in. Tss, nothing, nothing happened. Done. Child, meanwhile, he's on the chair and he's like, this is a crock of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he doesn't believe that this, why would you think this test works? Especially, yep. yeah. He he does, uh, he checked Doc, Doc Cooper's. Yeah. He Doc, was clear. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So Doc's dead on the uh, thing. Clark's dead. He, he does both of them. Both clear. Both clear. And Charles kind of gives him shit. He's like, so now you're just a cold-blooded killer. There was nothing wrong yeah. with Clark. So Charles is human, was he? That makes you a murderer. <laughs> McCready just, you know, water off a duck's back, that comment. He don't yeah, give he's a- just like, I don't care. I'll kill all of you. Yeah, it's not exactly. a problem. Um, Palmer is next. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes, you know, uh, Palmer is uh, the Vietnam vet guy with the denim jacket. Mm-hmm. Sleeve mm-hmm. it. Uh, he puts it in there, and sure enough, the blood. This is great. I didn't know what happened. So good. The blood jumps up out of the petri dish and goes. Uh, it yeah. doesn't attack anyone. It just no. kind of panics. Yeah. Um, now, which was Palmer's blood. Palmer now has been revealed. It seems like when it gets revealed, it just fucking panics and bails this thing. Well, yeah, it's kind of like oh, I'm going to need to. Okay, well, I'm in trouble now. So they're going to come for me. They're going to try and kill me. I need to get into something else. Yeah. Now. So he starts Palmer to starts like convulse, com- uh, shaking. Yeah. Oh, so blah, so blah, blah. Everyone, everyone's tied to the couch with him, and they're like, "Oh, fuck!" <laughs> <shit."> <laughs> and they're like, oh, "Get out! Get out!" They're all panicking. Like they're tied. To, and it, Palmer turns into this fucking bloody mess. His face is melting. Blood's pouring out of his face. It's it like looks blah, blah. they're all like going, oh, we're tied to this couch with a blood beast." <laughs> it looks so good. He he frees himself as well. He gets up and his, well, his body's just, just mutilating. Yeah, it's like, it's like shrunk down or whatever. Um, and he gets up his and body he kind of flings starts. to the ceiling. Yes, it looks it like so it good. kind of like jumps but flings itself onto the ceiling, which. Looks great. I reckon it's just an upside down shot that they've like done someone falling from the ceiling, but it splats up onto the ceiling. They're still all tied to the chair as well, so they could potentially just be like tied upside down. Yeah, but now it's not onto the chair with him. But Mm. no, yeah, he's he's reversed gravity somehow and stuck himself to the ceiling. Yep. Um, Windows goes to you know flame Palmer on the ceiling, but he's flamethrower. Doesn't not work working. Or he doesn't know what's happening. Pa- the polymer monster jumps down in front of Windows. Windows freezes because yep. he's like, poor old Windows. Yeah. Palmer's head opens up like a giant mouth. Yeah. And then grabs and eat and grabs hold of Windows' head. Then they kind of do this weird dance together for a while. Like He's kind of like flailing him around, which looks really cool because it is literally just like a sandbag mannequin. So he's like... Bleh. But like Wind- Windows is arms are merging with his arms yeah. and his head's merging with him. So now it's just a creature which is like, imagine that, like mm-hmm. someone whose arms and heads are joined together but still running around a room with one of the bodies just flailing around. Anyhow, Windows' Windows body gets flung off of this mutant mass and smashes into the ground and it's all fucked up and weird and starting to melt. Mm-hmm. 
Fine. Uh, oh, this whole time, McCready's flamethrower is not working. No, he's he, dropped it on the ground. Something's not happening. It's not lighting up. But then he, got, but then suddenly he gets the flamethrower working, and he blasts Palmer and flames Palmer. Mm-hmm. Pa- Palmer jumps out though. Like he basically just jumps through the, the wall. The wall. He runs through the wall. Running through the wall. Um, he's on fire. Out to the snow. And then he fucking um, McCready lights a stick of dynamite and just like flunk. Throws it at Palmer. Blows him up. And I'm like, that wouldn't solve anything. He no. just went over everybody. What's that? <laughs> now he's everywhere. Now he's everywhere. Because if every part is a thing. Yeah. So he, he's everywhere now. Yeah. That's not the best plan. But you'd, but you'd... apparently that took him out. Mm-hmm. Have you played the video game of this on the I PS2? Haven't. It's so good. Really? Yeah. Because it's just like you're in the camp and it's a small ensemble cast and you're just trying to work out who the thing is and stuff. And people start to not trust you. And you have to, to gain trust, you have to give them your ammo or your health mm. to sacrifice. But if you're giving it to the wrong people, you're giving ammo to the things, or whoever's changed. Oh. Such a good PS2 game. Honestly, I'm surprised they haven't come out with a board game for it yet. Well, there probably would be There's a board a game. board game for everything now. Yeah. Even if it has no, even if it doesn't work as a board game, there's a board game for it. Because people That's just want to buy board games. Monopoly is that thing. There's a board, Monopoly for everything. And Monopoly is, without a doubt, in my opinion, the worst board game. No one enjoys playing Monopoly. No. No, the amount of uh, friendships and arguments and throwing of things and, yeah. Anyhow, yeah. McCready walks back inside. We see Paul Windows in the corner. He's like, he's already started to half transform. He's, he's all just bl- like completely covered in blood as well. He's, he's, just he's like, melting. Yeah, it looks really cool. Hey, and McCready just gives him a bite, puts him out of his misery. He flames him. <laughs> Lights him up. And then he but literally just goes, shrugs that off. Goes back to. Now back know, to the test. Niles is clear. Childs is clear. Yeah, then we do this real quick thing. Like yeah. we say, Niles, shh, you're good. And then we see a shot of Niles there with the flamethrower yeah. on Charles. Shh, Charles, he's all good. The only guy left now is Gary. Uh-huh. And then, they, uh, you know, get poor old Gary, old Gary tied to the chair and like they test him. Shh, he's good. And Gary's like, you know, when you find the time, I'd rather not spend the rest of this winter tied to this fucking couch. Yeah, he goes really crazy. He's like, don't you look like an asshole? <laughs> So now so no one is the thing. Yeah, everyone is, is secure. Everyone is safe but except Blair. Blair. They haven't tested him. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then so Childs keeps, we see Childs, he's keeping watch. He's looking out. He's got the flamethrower. He's looking outside. McCready comes up to him and goes, look, we're going to go out and give Blair the test. Yep. If he comes out and we're not with him, Burn him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, sick. And I'm like, that's a good plan. Like, yeah. If we're not with him, it means he's killed us and he's coming in to get you. Yeah, you're fucked. So and, they go out. So now Charles is somewhere. He's yeah. inside. He's keeping watch. Um, I they, don't know why he just didn't go with him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, now is not the time to split up. I know. Charles has to guard. What are you guarding, Charles? Nothing. nothing. Exactly. There is nothing to guard. Anyhow, um, cut to the shot of the three guys going to Blair's house. The storm is up. It's stormy as fuck. They're using one of those, like, you know, the uh, the le- the ropes leading yep. themselves to Blair's little uh, store. What is he in the tool shed? Yes, he's in the tool shed. The door is open. Already open. They're like, Blair's gone. It's like, how did he, like, how did he get out? Like, the, it, was, it was bolted from the outside. Like, what the hell? So they're walking around, they're trying to figure it out, and they step on a floorboard. And Which is creaky. Creaks, and they're like, oh. And they lift up the floorboard, and they find, aha, tunnel. Oh. I don't know how he dug this. 
Well, then again, he can probably transform into shovels for hands. <laughs> this is true. But now I'm curious as to how long he's been out there because... It was a couple of days. They literally, like, they jump down, like, a f- couple of feet down into a tunnel and walk through a tunnel into, into an, like, an igloo. A room, yeah, no, a like, nice room. And it's a large room, too, because... Um, but we don't know. The thing could turn into shovel hands. That, I mean, that's true, but... He's been down there building a spaceship. Yeah, so there's a half-created little version spaceship flying saucer, a very stereotypical flying saucer. Loved it. (laughs) Um, Down there, and they're like, oh, he's been a busy boy. And he's like, and he goes, oh, these are the parts of the... Of the helicopter, the the tractor, all the stuff that's been going missing. Oh, no. Anyhow, um, so then we see... uh, uh, the other guys start wiring up uh, dynamite onto mm-hmm. this spaceship because they're just going to blow it up because you don't want the thing getting away. Yeah. And at that time, Knowles, he kind of looks out of the tool shed and he sees he sees Childs running across the uh, out, outside. He's gone. Yep. He's no longer at his post inside. He's running across the yard. He's like, I just saw Childs running outside. Mm. Um, and then all of a sudden, up, as soon as that happens, the power goes out. In the whole station. Yep. Now, this is where this film... I forgot to mention this. Did you notice this film? Because because the station is lit with blue lights. So, the station's lights are blue. Mm-hmm. So, there's a lot of blue lighting in this uh, film, which is nice. It's, I mean, it's not... A lot of the time, it doesn't make sense why there's blue lighting there, but there is blue lighting there. Also, all the flares are bright pink in this film. Yes. So, you got the... And it makes it look super modern because, you know, yeah. everything is blue and pink these days. Well, like it's it's called the bisexual lighting. It's all very neon blue or very neon pink. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, which is that full uh, 80s thing that was happening. But yes. like, I don't know if they're doing it on purpose in this, but there are a lot of shots that are blue and pinkly lit and it makes it look really yeah. cool. It and does. Well, even the film now, like, watching it, I'm like, this was 1982. Mm. Really? No. No. Yeah, I mean, they're really getting on the 80s game real, real yeah. early, aren't they? Yeah, it looks really good. Um, so, yeah, like... The, anyhow, the power's gone out. power's gone out, and they kind of... Um, they come they come to the conclusion that it it wants to freeze. Yeah, it, the- just, it now just wants to freeze. It wants to be found by the rescue team. He's like, there is nothing left for it here. Like, we are nothing. Yeah, because he's like, why did he cut the power? And he yeah. goes, he wants to cool down the whole camp so yeah. it can just go to bed and go to sleep and wait for someone else to come because we've uh, we've fucked its plans up. Yeah. And especially now that we've fucked its ship up. Yeah, exactly. But what so, was Childs doing? Well, we don't know if it was Childs. Yeah, It was just true. someone. It could have it been Doc Blair. It could have been Childs. Because child, there was a quick shot of uh, the door where Childs was originally standing. He's no longer there anymore. So we don't know what he's doing. It could be anyone. So they worked out they got to they got to you know turn back on the generator because they're gonna die of, yeah. of 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 freezing. And McCready's like, yeah, we got to warm stuff up around here then. And they blow they you know they set some charges and they blow up the the dynamite that was on the um. Yeah, well they've established he's like we're not getting out of here alive, but neither is that thing. Yeah, this is great. Okay, so it's just three guys now. It's just Niles. Um, McCready. McCready. Um, and some other guy. Which other guy is it? I forgot. Is it Doc Doc Cooper? No, he's dead. <sighs> he lost his arms. We'll get on to that. We will. Oh, no, it's... No, I've forgotten no, as well. No, me neither. It doesn't matter. There's three anyway. guys left, in, four guys including Charles who's run away somewhere, five including Blair. Yep. 
Okay. Um, so they were with this tractor drives right through the wall um, and they just basically uh, cut the uh, fuel tank and fuel is just pouring yeah, out of it. They're putting dynamite around everywhere. They start blowing up the whole fucking complex. They're just going from room to room like Molotov cocktails, like light up. Chuck in. Next room, light up, chuck in. And now they go down to the generator room and like turn back on the generator and they're like, and uh, oh, they're with um Gary. Gary's the, That's right. Yeah, Gary. Oh, and Gary, Gary goes over and he goes, how's the generator looking? He goes, oh, it's gone. He goes, like, can you fix it? He goes, no, it's, it's gone. gone. <laughs> the whole generator has gone. It's disappeared. So they also now decide that it would be a great time split to up. once again split up and lay the dynamite. Split up, lay the... It's not, they're not split up that far, though. They're only, like, in the eyes view, have you noticed? But they are within eyes view, but it's... They're in, like, it's flare view. Yeah, true. Because they've only got flares lit up. Pink flares. Yeah. <laughs> Pink flares. <laughs> so, so Gary's gone off and he's uh, he's laying his cables and Blair, he gets the jump on him. Yeah, and he comes this up is behind really cool. him. He turns around. He like grabs, he like puts his hand on his face. Blair puts his hand on Gary's face. And then he starts to Merge. assimilate his fingers into his face. This looks so cool as well. And like gross. And then he kind of opens his hand more to just give us a give a good yeah, look at I'm it. Like, how did you do this? This looks amazing. A lot of latex. And there. he basically just starts to drag him off. Like we get this scene of him. Um, Gary's like, now on the floor, and he's just dragging him along the floor. Yeah. Well, the thing is, he puts his, it's like he's putting his hand on his mouth, so he can't yell. Yeah. But instantly, when he touches him, he just assimilates into his own face. You anyway, know, and that's yep. it. We never say oh, that. We just assume that Gary has now been assimilated into Blair. Yes, and yeah, because, because there was when a, two a, become one. See, gay marriage right. is already in this. Perfect. Um, as this is happening, Niles decides that he's also going to go and investigate what's happening because he something happens. I don't know if it was that sound, but he just gets really well, yeah, well, Niles and McCready are kind of putting dynamite down together, and Niles is like kind of walks out. He just gets of up he, and walks he, off. He walks out a shot. Yeah, and then McCready's like, "Niles, what are you doing?" No answer, and he's like, "Uh oh, I'm you know it's too quiet here." <laughs> and now instantly, McCready goes into defensive mode because he's like, "Hang on, there's no sound. Yeah, everyone's dead apart from me." Like, why uh, would you leave the group? McCready pick, gets a bit of dynamite. Mm-hmm. He he lights. He's it's a, like a slow burn wick. He like a long one. He, he he lights it up. He's ready. He's like, you know what? If this thing is gonna take me out, I'm gonna blow. Like, there's dynamite everywhere. Mm. He's like, I'm gonna blow. No matter what, this dynamite is lit. It is gonna blow up. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, and suddenly, the thing starts heading towards him underground, like a giant Bugs Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> Exactly what it was. You know when Bugs Bunny travels underground? Yep. It's like that lump that goes on. We see it smashing down the corridor. Mm-hmm. It knocks McCready over. We see him drop his dynamite. It's on the ground still. It's going like... Yep. It's a long wick. Don't worry. No, it's fine. It's a long it's fine. John it's fine. wick. Um, so it comes out. It we just, see like, tentacles. bursts through. It's like there's tentacles everywhere. There's like a head. There's like a no, dog skull. first it grabs there's the like... detonator and steals the detonator so he can't detonate the, the, the thing. And yeah, and it bursts out, and it has turned into the giant, slow, bulking, lumbering monster that I hate. I know you hate it so bad. It is, but it's big. It's pretty big. It's got like a, it's got like Blair's head. It's got a big mouth can out the side of Blair's head. It's out its guts bursts one of the dogs. Yep. Um, there's bits and pieces everywhere, all sorts of shit and mouths, and yeah, it's the amalgamation of all the other characters in this big. Heaping monster, which once again seems way less threatening than any of the other ones, but it's big. Yep. Um, anyhow, 
McCready, you know, it, it throws a tentacle at him or something. McCready does this lame-ass somersault, like real slow. He does, Old yeah. man somersault, and in the somersault, he grabs the dynamite. Uh-huh. The thing looks at him. The only thing it does and it can do is roars at him. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you're a useless beast now, aren't you? That's right. And he's like, McCready's like, yeah, well, fuck you too. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. fine. And yes. he throws the dynamite, which then... We get a wide shot of the whole camp, and there's a whole bunch of shots of the blo- uh, uh, The camp explodes with mm-hmm. into a mushroom cloud. We hear like a monster scream. Yeah. And then a whole bunch of more other explosions go off, like into a mushroom cloud. The whole fucking station is blown to smithereens. But it's fine because somehow McCready is fine. Yeah. He's fine. So somehow he is A-OK and he's found his whiskey bottle. Not only O-OK, he's found a rug, he's got wrapped around him and he's found his bottle of JB. Yes. And then he stumbles to the ground and falls down with his fucking... His clutch in his his, his his bottle. bottle. And up comes next to him out of nowhere, out of the the storm, out of the darkness, his child's all frozen and fucked up with his flamethrower. And Charles looks at him and goes, you're the only one that made it out? And he goes, and uh, McCready looks at him, and he goes like, "Not the only one," mm. as in applying to you. And he goes, "Where were you, child?" And he goes, "I thought I saw Blair, but then I got lost in the storm." Mm. And Did then they both realize they're the only ones left. Who the fuck cares if one of us is the thing? <laughs> Pretty much. So they're basically like, uh, no. the "Temperature won't last long." It's like neither will we. They both sit down together. We should do something. He's like, let's just uh, wait a little while. Yes, let's just wait here and see what happens. happens. They start to drink the scotch. Yeah, so he hands uh, Childs the the J&B and he takes a a swig and he kind of like just chuckles a little and McCready chuckles a little and kind of puts his head down. And And then title card, John Carpenter's The Thing. Bomb, 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 bomb. End. Now, there must be heaps of theories about what happened at the end of this film. Do you know any? Yeah, so there's... Because there's so many weird things in that last couple of scenes, eh? Well, there's the theory that Childs is the thing. So so we lose Childs at some point. When we finally see him again, he's in uh, essentially what is a different outfit. Is it? He's in a different outfit. Oh. Um, a, he takes the drink from McCready. So if you were where things cells could be passed through through drink, why would you take someone's drink and start drinking? Um he might also, have liked the drink. You notice yeah, well. You notice that McCready is sitting there and he's blowing like heavy smoke. Oh that's right. There's no And uh, there's no smoke coming out of child's mouth. Like he's not breathing. It's like there's nothing there. That's such So it's kinda like if he's like he kind of knowingly hands him this drink to see if he'll drink it. And then he kind of, like, he drinks it and he's like, yeah, okay, you're one of them. Like, you you are it. So he kind of, like, laughs to himself knowing. It could also, that drink could be full of gasoline or whatever they were using to blow everything up. Because you remember he... They yeah, were, McCready doesn't drink it, does he, in that last scene at all? No. At no point while he's carrying it does he take a drink. So he could essentially just light up Childs again and he could just explode. Who knows? So you, there's that theory. And then there's the theory about who the... I think the theory of him not blowing out uh, uh, condensation. Is it condensation? What's it called? Like cold, cold mist? Frosty breath. 
Frosty Breath is, yeah. a, is a good one. And the fact that he's in different clothes is a massive giveaway. I'd never even noticed that. I've seen this film like 45 times. Mm. Never bothered to care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also the theory of who is uh, Patient Zero and who was assimilated at what time. So the theory is that it was Norris, potentially Norris, that was assimilated first because um, the collar, his collar that he wears over his uh, Pamela Voorhees sweater yeah. is, is what you see is what really sticks out in the, the silhouette as well. So he could potentially have been the first to go. Mm, I thought the silhouette looked like, uh, yeah, it probably was him. Because eh? also Palmer's another guy that they're like, maybe it was Palmer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Good good mm-hmm. film. Great film. Good film. Yes. Um, my f- final thoughts is that it's one of the most perfect horror films, I reckon. Yeah. Like, it's hard to explain why it's a good film. It just is. There's it's- a high level of tension in this film. And even though there's not there's not a lot of, like, jump scares, the soundtrack's not there to, like, really, like, dig in this sense of, like, impending doom. It's just through character development and interaction that you see how this is happening. And, of course, now we see, you know, like I said earlier on, this film sort of came out around the times that the, the AIDS uh, epidemic was became very popular so a lot of it was like you know you people who had the hiv are walking around like everyone else but they could have it who yeah knows? yeah Fingers that, being that, pointed, the, the so. scares and stuff like that i like the no romance angle because yes. you know i don't like kissing yes i don't like romance in films it's not that i'm not a romantic no let's face it i'm not a romantic <laughs> i used to be but i think i was only a romantic because i thought it would get me ladies well, now did. you have a lady. Exactly. Now I can just be like... But maybe she likes a little bit of romance. Well, she does. I buy some flowers every now and then See, and, and nice. hate myself for it. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't want to look at myself in the mirror. So, um, yeah, as I said, I like the blue and pink modern lighting. You know? mm-hmm. And uh, that's a mistake. I didn't know that was going to happen. Um, <laughs> and I still think it's some of the best practical effects I've ever seen. Oh, my God, yes. And the fact that it was done by a 22-year-old, like, what the fuck? A visionary. Like, a dude who yeah. just, like, had all the ideas and, and this stuff. this is still, like, his work is still held in such high regard. It's like, okay, you want to learn? Look at what this guy did. Yeah. It's insane. I when he was, like, it. you know, just growing some pubes. <laughs> I also love the soundtrack. Uh, it's very simple boom, but boom. very effective. What did you give it? Uh, I gave this two ratings. I gave it one. Uh, what's yours? A. Everyone should watch this. It's true. I also gave this a C. It is a classic that is worth a watch. Yeah, that's true as well. Hmm. Um, yeah, I probably would have put that if I'd noticed it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, fantastic. I love it. I, I highly recommend. Uh, we've had a few people very excited that we are doing this uh, this film. Oh, really? Yes. Well, there you go. The thing. We can't get to all the classic classics straight away. It will burn through them all too quickly. I like yeah, we'll get there. What, what, what are you going to watch next week, Jen? Okay. What, oh, no, what are you doing? You're, you're grinning and I can't. I don't want you to. You're not going to make me watch some more gore porn, are you? No. You're not going to make no. me watch Piranha's tits and ass. No, no, no. I was thinking to myself the other day uh, while I was listening to some DMX, uh, X going to give it to you. We're going to watch Jason, uh, Jason X. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, I didn't know where that was going then, that, di- that diatribe of I'm garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Jason X. That's not even on your list of things that you potentially want to watch. I know. What's 1408? Uh, that's the Stephen King movie. So it's the one with John Cusack. He's uh, basically a horror writer. 
I think he reviews haunted locations and you, he stays in a hotel. I know if you've got Wild Zero. Do you have the DVD of that? Yes, I do. So do I, with the drinking game on it? Oh, I think so. It's got a drinking game on it whenever, um, whenever fire happens or a zombie's head explodes or someone yells something out. You have to drink. And it actually puts little beer mugs up when you have to do it. Okay. And we did it for a pub movie once and put it on there at the Grey Emily. We used mm. to show films for the shop yes. I used to work for. And everyone did it and it was easily the best, like, yeah, thing. And there's bits at the end where everything's going crazy and, like, seven little beer mugs <laughs> just come along the bottom and everyone's like, oh, it's just having to drink your whole drink. I'll have to double check now. But, yeah, that, I mean, that's definitely on the I've list got that of one if things you, if, to if watch. If you so. need that version yeah, right. of it. Yeah, yeah the, cool. the wild zero. Anyway. I, I can't do drinking games anymore. Like, we tried oh, to do one recently and I'm like, I... I lasted about 20 minutes. I'm like, I can't do this. Oh, cry so, eyes. I know, I'm old. So next week is Jason X. It's got my fav- one of my favourite Jason kills in it. It does, yeah. We'll so, get to it though. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, thank you guys. You've been listening to Terrorvision Horror Podcast with Dan and Jennifer. We are available on all major podcasting services and also on the YouTubes. But no matter where you choose to consume us, please make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, leave a comment or a review, and make sure you share with all your friends. You can interact with us on both Facebook and Instagram at Terrorvision Pod. Uh, it'll keep you up to date with upcoming episodes, trivia, and of course, memes that are 100% three years old by now. Hmm. Uh, we also have an email, terrorvisionpod at gmail.com. And uh, opening and closing music is Void Swell by Sister Wife. Mm, and remember, until next week, may all your. Wake? Until next week, may all your dreams be nightmares. <laughs>